0: Surprise! The Xbox 2 is back on Wednesdays, and we are live. What is going on, everybody? I'm one of your co-hosts, Randall Thor 19 and I just pulled a noob maneuver, and I actually had my audio playing in my ear. That is something that you learn very quickly to mute, but I didn't, so I hear my horrible, horrible voice. How does anybody even listen to my videos with that voice? I, I don't get it. But anyways, I'm here, Randall419, man with the million gamer scores. People always say, what does the million mean? But I'm here with my buddy, as always, Jez Corden from Windows Central. What's going on, Jez? I'm good, baby. How are you? I'm good. You, man. Sorry that we missed last week, but that was, well, that was kind of your fault and my fault. We'll take the blame. It was a, one, oh, it was a one-two punch. Yeah. Jez couldn't do it on Thursday, and I'm, and I was, I had a i just couldn't do it on friday i was really sick so we pushed it but here we are and uh wednesdays we are moving back to wednesdays because uh you know we moved to thursdays because jazz said it was better for him and of course you know whatever is good for jazz is good for rand yeah and that came to me is like listen rand <laughs> my clan raids on Thursdays now at World of Warcraft, so I can't do the podcast. On on and I'm like, okay, we'll go back to Wednesdays. So we're back on Wednesdays at three o'clock. That's the right. That's what you said, right? They they want me to tank.
1: You know, they want me to tank raids on a Thursday, so I can no longer do the podcast on a Thursday. And I have to get I have to get my priorities straight, Rand. Mm-hmm. I, I got to get those epics, baby. I get those epics. I get those epics. Got I it. don't even. I don't. Even, I'm not even enjoying the game anymore. But I can't stop playing. I just can't stop playing.
0: I'm like you in PUBG. Can't stop playing. I haven't played PUBG in like over a month. It's over. PUBG's done. You want You know what killed? We'll go back to it. A string. We'll Spider Man. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Forza Horizon 4. Soon to be Red Dead Redemption 2. Literally killed my addiction for PUBG, and I no longer even think about it or want to play it. It's done. It's over with. <laughs> that I makes two of it.
1: us. Although
0: I've only played it for about three hours concurrently, but that makes two of us run. Yeah. So that does indeed. So we'll be back here on Wednesdays. And as always, the podcast goes up on iTunes and Google play and elsewhere, usually a day later or two days later, depending on whenever Jez remembers to do that. Um, so yeah, we appreciate everyone being here. I already have 200 people in the chat. Do us a favor, hit that like button and uh, smash it! Yeah, smash it uh, because it's podcast. You know, helps the channel grow. So uh, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of topics that went down. Uh, You know, you guys can of course post your comments if you want us to talk about anything. There's super chat, all that good stuff. Uh, But uh, we're gonna be talking about our Xbox Xo predictions. I did a video earlier. I figured why not? Let's have Jez come in. You know, Jez has got that uh that uh insider ear, as they say. You know, he knows things. Maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> I figured, you know what, I wanted to do a predictions before things started leaking, maybe. So we'll talk did, about I it. I did
1: predictions too. I think
0: they're getting published. They're soon. getting published soon. All right. Well we'll do we'll do the uh we'll do the predictions. We'll talk about our expectations for Xbox XO. Uh, We'll also delve into the hate surrounding Xbox. I know this is going to be a great topic. I put out a video. Being an Xbox-centric YouTuber, I get a lot of uh, terrible comments about Xbox, which kind of just makes me shake my head. But uh, I know Jez has a lot to say about it as well, so we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the uh, sales for Forza Horizon 4, as well as like Xbox and how well or not well it's doing. Uh, Microsoft just released their... Financial statement and Jazz. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the financial statement was pretty much Microsoft is selling off Xbox because they're not making enough money, right? Yep, I'm afraid
1: Xbox is done. Microsoft has sold the Xbox division to
0: um, Walmart. To Walmart? Why That's not? why not? Why not? Why not? That's interesting. Walmart. You never. It's weird. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, I thought maybe like Amazon or Google or Walmart, or something. Man. It's Walmart. It's all Walmart, baby. Yeah, so that's 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 pretty interesting. Uh, we'll also talk about uh I, I did see the name changes for PlayStation and the uh list of laundry list of problems that may be associated if you change their ma- their your name and I was kinda like, hmm, we should probably talk about this on the show as well. Uh so before we get into all that, let's talk about what we've been playing, games, because that's the most important thing. Um, and I know you've been playing World of Warcraft, but literally nobody cares anymore about World of Warcraft, guys. <laughs> I don't care
1: either. I just can't stop playing it.
0: Okay. I don't care either, right? <laughs> so, no problem. <laughs> what, what have you been playing since it's been two weeks? What, is, uh, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? I've
1: actually been playing quite a few things other than Warcraft. And actually, I only I only raid in Warcraft now. I don't really log on outside of raids. So I have been playing other things. I have been playing other things. I've been playing a lot,
0: a lot of Black Ops
1: Four. Hmm. Believe it or not,
0: interesting. And you enjoy it, right? You you like? I really, really
1: like it. Surprisingly, because I haven't really enjoyed Call of Duty for a really long time. Um, I got. World War Two, because the last Call of Duty that I really, really loved was World of War. Um, and maybe Black Ops 1 a bit. So I bought World War II. Um I found it kind of lame. And the whole loot crates on Normandy Beach and the neon pink, you know, uh, MP40s <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on, you know... And, in, and the loot in, crates in, falling from the sky, right? Yeah, Yeah, and all, all that stuff. And, you know, it was kind of like a little bit cringe not really what i think of when i think of world war 2 loot crates and and pink pink weapon skins and all that stuff so i didn't really get into it that much um even though i did kind of like enjoy the combat and stuff like that even though it's like i don't know the thing about call of duty for me has always the, the thing that always pushes me away from call of duty is the crappy server, server infrastructure. And every time I play Call of Duty, I think, yeah, I really love this stuff. I really love this gameplay style, the Twitch shooting and all that sort of stuff. It's really addictive. It's really fun to just jump on for 20 minutes and smash some people. Whereas Battlefield is a very different experience where you jump on and it's more methodical, slow-paced, and the matches can often take a lot longer. So like, I feel like Battlefield's more of a commitment than Call of Duty. However, I always end up running back to Call of Duty I mean, Battlefield because Battlefield just has better servers and everything. And I don't know if you saw some of the controversy this week about Black Ops word. Four. I love that word. I love how Con- you- I mean controversy. <laughs> some of the controversy.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Is, that, is that your American accent? Are you, are you trying what to make I me mean, there? What's going I don't on? Know. It's
1: just I just wanted to make you feel at home, man.
0: You know, there, anyway. there is some Battlefield news today that dropped, by the way, which we can talk about. Yeah, indeed. But, like, and I am getting Battlefield Five as well. Um, but
1: as much as I'm enjoying Black Ops 4 in terms of its systems, like, I really like the hero-based combat with the abilities. I love how, how much you can customize your play style. Like, you can drop all the perks and have, like, four attachments on your gun because everything's just slot-based now. And I quite like the maps. I like, you know, the the feel of the gunplay is really good. And I like the reactive healing mechanics and stuff like that. But I don't know if you saw this round, but some wily YouTubers, apologies, I don't know who exactly it was, but some YouTubers and some analysts um, examined Black Ops 4's servers. I did see that, yeah. And found that the server tick rate was really, really low. And I did sort of get a sense of that when, you know, you get killed in Call of Duty and you think, how the hell did I die there? And then you see the kill cam and it's like, oh, I died because they saw a completely different thing to me on my end of the server. Because the servers are still so laggy. And it's so, so annoying considering how rich Activision Blizzard is. They are a huge company. Huge corporation. They've got Easily afford some dedicated quality servers for this game, and they still cheap out on it, and it makes me sick. Makes me sick, Rand. Especially because EA,
0: as much as I love to bash EA, at and least do. and you love to bash EA. I do. I do love to bash and EA. But EA provides more <laughs> better better servers. Yeah, And battlefield has better
1: servers. And Battlefront has better better servers, and Overwatch has better servers, which is funny because Activision Blizzard's sort of the same company, but not really at the same time. But all these games have better server infrastructure technology. And even PUBG, probably. You know. But then you come to Black Ops, which is the world's biggest shooter franchise, Call of Duty rather, and they can't be bothered to give me a dedicated bloody server.
0: And it's so frustrating. So... So do you, That's one do, you game like, do you like Blackout though? Do you like it uh nope. quite a bit? no, you nope. don't like Blackout? No, nope. okay. I still don't like I
1: just don't like Battle Battle Royale man. I'm too impatient. I, I don't I don't do that tactical play where you hide in the corner. When I play black uh black ops, I play as a dude with a flamethrower and a radioactive isotope and just run around burning people.
0: I don't like playing stealthily. It's kind of like what you I need think to do. Blackout would be huge when I played the beta because I'm like all right this is a a, bat, a blackout or a battle royale mode which is the in thing to do right it's the biggest franchise shooter franchise biggest franchise in the world doing it, it looks like they're doing it correctly it's running at 60 frames it looks nice thing is I didn't care for it at all when I was playing the beta I was like eh, what well, I I don't care like I and I didn't end up buying Call of Duty Black Ops 4 which is good because I've been neck deep in Assassin's Creed Odyssey but I am really interested in Battlefield 5, though. And we'll transition this to Battlefield 5 before I talk about the game I've been playing really quickly. Um, they released their kind of roadmap for the what's going on with Battlefield 5 starting at launch and to the future. And a lot of people were looking forward to uh, their Battle Royale mode. However, it's not launching until March which has really led people to criticize what exactly is EA doing with Battlefield Five? How exactly they really screwed the pooch on this one. Do you agree with that, Jez? Do you think Activision and DICE kind of misread the market a little bit here and kind of you know had to push delayed Battlefield to November because they picked a horrible release date between Red Dead and Call of Duty? Now people are clamoring for Battle Royale, but it won't even launch with the game. It'll launch you know, five, six months later, did they just screw up everything about Battlefield? Or is that just kind of like people's... I The thing is, Battlefield has its its core fan
1: base now. And I think, like, they will push the game to, you know, a decent level of success. But every year, typically, year in, year out, it's always been like, is this the year Battlefield could beat Call of Duty? Is this the year blah, blah, blah? This year... It doesn't feel like it even has a, sl- a prayer of denting Call of Duty. And um it's it just sort of rounds off the last couple of years of terribleness that is the A. You know, I mean I have no clue what is going on at that studio right now. It just feels like
0: a complete omni shambles. It's it really, a very
1: nice British word, omni shambles.
0: It really it does shambles all over place. Like that they misread the market. Like Battle Royale is this big thing. Look at, look at what it's doing for Call of Duty on PC. Like they said the initial launch sales on PC were like double what World War II is. And it's like one of the top stream games, basically, because all the huge streamers like Shroud Ninja, they all love Battle Royale and they're playing it. And then I look at Battlefield and it's just like it's been nothing but mistake after mistake from them, ranging all the way back to the initial reveal uh you know and and the the outrage with the women and the historical accuracy stuff you know with the executives talking down about their fans and things like that to then delaying the release of the game when it was pretty close to release to now like one of the most you know and you know the mode that everybody's looking forward to is now not coming out to may and the single player hasn't really been shown off very much and it only has like three stories it's like man like I, I almost look at it like Battlefield was so huge. And, and I mean, you're right. It's still a huge, huge franchise. Uh, it's just like they had everything in the palm of their hands with Battlefield 3 and 4 and Battlefield 1. They had all the goodwill in the world. Do you remember? I Lee? love
1: Battlefield 1. Uh, Battlefield 1 is
0: one of my favorite shooters of all time. Do you remember uh, when Battlefield 1 and it was recently alongside Infinite Warfare and like how much people hated Infinite Warfare and that trailer and how much they loved Battlefield 1? and how like well Battlefield 1 did and it was seemed like in 2 years EA just threw all that EA and DICE cuz you know They do they do this man.
1: They bloody do this. EA goes through these cycles of like like doing well and then like having this like you know they forget what they were doing well and then fall back into bad habits like I remember when Dead Space came out and Dante's Inferno came out and I remember thinking even back then before I was like even vaguely thinking about writing about games, I remember thinking, oh, wow, EA is actually doing something good now. They're they're greenlighting a lot of risky games like Mirror's Edge 2. And, yeah, a lot of these games didn't do very well, but at least they were, you know, allowing these games to have a chance. But then we ended up with like things like Dead Space 3, which is a catastrophe, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the whole Sims Online controversy. And it just feels like every time EA makes a step forward, they make five steps backwards. Well, right. I mean, Battlefield I mean, One, and then you know, then the whole last battle.
0: year, they they shut down Visceral, who was working on Star Wars, and put Amy Henning out of a job. Right. They bought Respawn, which is a good idea. Respawn's a great company. And just the other day, I didn't make a video about this, but it's a perfect topic for a podcast. Uh, they lost Jade Raymond, yeah. who was head of EA Motive who was working on the new star Wars game and they replaced her with, if I'm not mistaken, the head of EA mobile, right? Samantha
1: Ryan. Yeah.
0: Samantha Ryan. And I'm just looking at EA. I'm like, what are you doing? Right? Like, uh, like Jade Raymond, very talented. She, you know, like spearheaded Assassin's Creed for Ubisoft. And I just question like exactly like everything they're doing over there. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And, if, and the thing is they constantly make money because People buy the microtransactions and FIFA and Madden and all that stuff, and yeah, I think Battlefield Five sales will be down from Battlefield One, but it's not like the franchise is going to be killed off. I'm just, I'm just curious to see what exactly. What are they thinking, Jez? Like the Jade Raymond thing. What do, what do you think about that whole situation? Well, I've heard
1: like some weird, vague rumors that there's some kind of power vacuum, political struggles going on at the top of EA right now
0: like well, because that one dude from Dice left right um who's that guy uh or no the 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 guy underneath Andrew Andrew Ryan right Andrew Ryan no Did not I Andrew Ryan Russia? yeah <laughs> uh- i'm sure somebody somebody will know in in the comments below uh Patrick, Patrick Sutherland right he just Sutherland.
1: left Patrick right. Sutherland he
0: Wilson's the CEO of EA and some's calling me again geez, so he never stops ringing
1: <laughs> yeah so he's gone Sodaland is gone um, you've had like ton of people left Bioware, Bioware apparently is a shell of it's former self which makes me very worried about Anthem you had the franchise head of Dragon Age, Levi, A2 a few months ago I don't know what they're doing man and also there was these other rumours that um, DICE has lost 40 developers
0: yeah I saw that, I saw that as well
1: it feels like EA is imploding.
0: Well, Sam Tolbert and Sass says it looks like EA is just falling back on what makes them money and they don't care about pushing a lot of creativity anymore bar maybe BioWare with Anthem. It, that's that sounds exactly right. You know, it it sounds like it
1: sounds like there's not a lot of vision at EA right now. You know? I'm I'm kind of worried for Anthem, I ain't gonna lie. <clears throat> I'm worried for Anthem too. And I'm more worried for BioWare because EA just like like Sam said, yeah. If EA are falling back on what makes them money, i.e., FIFA Ultimate Team and mobile, then it's GG for Bioware. If Anthem fails, that's it. They ain't, they ain't going to support that studio. They'll they'll kill it like they killed Visceral, like they killed uh, was it Bioware Edmonton? Uh, yeah,
0: they they killed yeah uh, <clears throat> they kill that studio. Like they they'll they'll kill Respawn if their game probably fails. You know? Yeah, I, I just
1: yeah ruthless man. And um, you know, they're like the polar opposite of Bethesda, who genuinely seem to care, you know, and try to, you know, curate their franchises and you know, build on them, you know, f- figure out what works and what didn't, and then try and make sequels, even if the games didn't do that well. I never expected to see a sequel to The Evil Within. I mean, can you ima- can you imagine EA make bothering to make a sequel to The Evil Within? It would never happen in a million years.
0: Yeah, I know, and I'm sorry that the phone is ringing nonstop. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. I'm not. I don't answer the phone. But uh, sorry if that um, bothers anybody. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just i I used to really like EA. They've made some incredible games in the past, but like what they're doing now, I'm just. I don't know. I'm. I'm it worth- likes- it makes me sad, because they, they they own so many of my favorite franchises,
1: like Dead Space. love Dead Space. I love Dragon Age uh-huh. so much. I love Mass Effect I'll so never forgive them for Mass Effect Andromeda for leaving that game unfinished. The game was unfinished. The plot was never resolved. How yeah. could they do that? They set up the whole ending of Andromeda to be like... And, and sorry, guys, this is like three hours worth, three hour old three year old spoilers, but they set up the whole ending with Andromeda as if to say, "There's going to be more to this, there's going to be more to this." And they were just like, "Oh, sorry, we've canceled it because because we shipped a game that was buggy, and we couldn't be bothered to fix it, so we're going to punish you, the fans instead. instead of taking that l doubling down, and spending some cash and fixing it, they bailed. Well, their biggest
0: mistake was handing Mass Effect Andromeda to a team that never made a game before. You know? So, yeah.
1: And and just just to clarify, um, Rekio in chat saying, Evil Within was good, Jez. What do you mean? Didn't expect a sequel. I love the Evil Within. Evil Within is one of my favorite games. It has some of the best artwork I've ever seen in a game. But um, I didn't expect a sequel because the first game didn't make any money. Like, completing... The Evil Within is a rare achievement on Xbox Live. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, getting getting the final achievement for the campaign on normal difficulty is a rare achievement.
0: Yeah, so you, so you're basically saying nobody really bought the game, and then they made a sequel. The, Bethesda's really good about that. Although, yeah, and uh, hopefully, there'll be an Evil
1: Within three as well, and they'll they'll figure out a formula that works because AAA
0: horror is a dying art, you know. Although, um, <laughs> here's to Bethesda for just a minute here. Uh, their letter, 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 letter that they put out yesterday before the beta came out was uh was kind of interesting. They basically sa- said, uh, "Yeah, our game is going to be really, really buggy. Uh, you know, please pardon our dust as we <laughs> as we uh build the game." They, you know, they said spectacular. their that quote was spectacular bugs. Yeah, have I you got I- a chance
1: to play Fallout seventy six yet? I haven't, but my good friend Matt Brown on Windows Central has played it extensively and he said it wasn't that bad in terms of bugs um and what, he enjoyed how, himself. how was
0: it in terms of gameplay <laughs>
1: well i haven't asked him that much well to quote him he said i really enjoyed myself over four hours but i'm not sure how i'd feel after 20 hours so basically he was saying he needs to see more before he can make a final verdict but um he seems to have a really good impression of it and i will say this as well um we're doing insane amount of traffic on Fallout seventy six right now, so there's clearly a lot of
0: interest in the game. Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen people I'm say the, uh, pre-orders are pretty high. Um, I mean, Fallout's a huge franchise, you know.
1: Yeah, and, I, mean, I mean,
0: it's it's the fact that it's Fallout. It means it's going to sell. Oh yeah, I, I it, of course it's going to sell unless <clears throat> unless the beta was just like absolutely horrible and everybody yeah. turned against it, but. Um it's it's also a bit that has like dedicated play sessions like you can't just log on and play it right now, right? It's- yeah, it's cuz they they stress testing the servers.
1: So they're trying to get everyone in at the same time to bombard the servers cuz Bethesda I mean they you've got Zenimax Online Studios who made Elder Scrolls Online and Bethesda Bethesda's core team only really consulted on that. They had nothing to do with the the making of the game. However, they are they made Fallout 76 from the ground up, so um they're being cautious, you know, stress testing their server infrastructure, making sure they get it all right. And the creation engine wasn't designed for multiplayer. So there's that too, the bugs associated with that, like objects flying around and having to track all the objects on in, in the server-based in, uh, infrastructure and environment and stuff like that. So I appreciate that they're doing the beta like this. Um, there's so much negativity around this game though.
0: Yes, there is, there is. I think it's because they, I guess, from listening through, I think it was uh, Shady or Zalker in Party Chat the other day, or maybe it was Dealer or Colt Eastwood, I can't, I can't remember which one, but apparently they screwed up the lore in Fallout 76 or something, and that has a lot of hardcore fans upset that the lore <laughs> up. up. Um, plus, like, Bethesda made a big deal of making single-player games, and here they are making an online-only game, which is kind of N- not what they normally do you know remember the whole save player one campaign they did a couple years ago mm. um so there is that um but yeah i, I, th- I thought it was funny uh that uh <laughs> that they put out a uh, you know uh an email basically saying yeah you know expect expect the worst but um <laughs> since i didn't get to finish what i played since we kind of like delved off to a different topic i finally finished assassin's creed odyssey jez he did. he did. I still haven't fully finished it off, but I fully finished it. I have like 915 gamer score. I have 75 hours in the game. I've completed, you know, I, basically everything you can do, like all the storylines, because there's essentially three storylines going on in the game. So I, I finished them all, and I'm just in love with my bae, Cassandra. You know, like the, she is the right way. Pro tip to anybody listening here, anybody listening later, listening to it live. If and when you start up Assassin's Creed Odyssey, make the right choice. Play as Cassandra. Your Assassin's Creed experience will only be better because of that. And if you talk... Brian's lying. No. What well, you got against Alexios? If much? you talk to Alexios fanboys like Jez or like Dealer Gaming or Zalker87... Roby said... Roby, Roby
1: played um, several hours of Assassin's Creed... And as Cassandra, and he started over from scratch because he didn't. But know. I
0: hope he started over from scratch with Alexios because his voice actor is among the worst I've ever heard for a oh my character in a video that's, movie, that's honestly,
1: that's so mean.
0: I, I think Alexios. Really good. You how it is? I'm telling. I'm telling you exactly. It has nothing to do with she's a female because normally I play as you know a dude or whatever, right? Um, but I had heard from a couple of close friends saying, hey, you need to play as Cassandra because she's better voiced. And sure enough, when comparing the voice acting between the two, uh, she has more emotional range. She's just completely better and made the experience that much more enjoyable for me. So it's Alexios a- made me laugh out loud. Alexios, <laughs> he's terrible. He has the worst accent. And I seriously would probably hate Assassin's Creed <laughs> if I had to listen to Alexios speak for more than 10 minutes. Seriously, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I guess I got to classify you as and, and and Roby should know better. I'm surprised you Roby did that. <laughs> but I guess this, you know, being around all those PCs building it is kind of maybe you know fried his uh, fried his brain a little bit, you know. What <laughs> the the static? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, anyways, I uh, I finished the game and I love it. I'll have a review up pretty soon, probably tomorrow, if not tomorrow then on Friday. But probably tomorrow because it's all about Red Dead Redemption 2 Thursday, Thursday night, Friday. Um I really it's a it's a proper RPG now. There's so much to do in that game. It's a gigantic open world. The combat is great. It's nice and fluid. Uh the assassination stuff is still there. Like I basically played a mix of assassination versus uh warrior. So I would go into an area and and silently take out as many people as possible before, um, you know, uh, like if I got spotted, I would just wreck them. But I am surprised by how much I really, really enjoyed that game. Like, I think it's worth every penny. I think if you're into RPGs, this is a must play. And I didn't buy any microtransactions. I didn't hit any wall. Um, I got. To look- I didn't have any walls either. Like some people said, like it was designed to be grindy, and I know they, they did adjust
1: the amount of experience you need in the later game, but um, I never felt any grindy. I mean, I could see how it could get grindy if you skipped stuff, but because I didn't skip anything, I didn't feel yeah. any grind.
0: So if, if you want to go from main <laughs> story to main story to main story, you might be under leveled. But I think the game assumes you're going to explore, because each one of the areas and, and islands have their own side quests, some of which are really good and some which aren't very good. But they all level you up. So in my experience, like I was either the same level or two levels higher than the main, camp, the main story stuff, because I would do a main story, and then I would go explore uh, a new area I wasn't around, do side quests there, get better gear. But if you're someone who's like literally, hey, I'm just going to run through the main story, yeah, you're probably going to run into a wall, but I didn't. I mean, I was level 50 well before I even hit the end of the game. Uh, there's so many side quests I still have left to do that it's almost, I don't even want to do them because I know there's more DLC where well, they'll raise the level cap, so I don't want to waste the experience for it and stuff. So, um, yeah, look for a review on that game pretty soon. I, I really loved it, though. The game just absolutely gorgeous. Um, like I, some, sometimes you'd be sitting there and and when the sun shines and you just see all the different colors and the draw distance where you look over the water into the different cities. It's great. Love that game. Um, so that's what I've been playing basically that game (laughs) since it came out, but, uh, Friday starts a new adventure, Red Dead Redemption two. And, uh, um, is Windows central going to have a review for that game? What? Red Dead? Red Dead 2. Yeah. Uh maybe. Maybe after just just maybe tomorrow. Possibly.
1: Ooh. Tomorrow. We were incredibly lucky to get part in the review program for Red Dead, and we will have a huge comprehensive review tomorrow after playing the game for two solid weeks. But I can't say anything else. I can't Ooh. say anything else. So don't ask. Don't ask so I can't even ask if you've played it? No. Hmm. Cortana, somehow you triggered my Cortana
0: speaker. Ah. Are you excited to see all the horse balls in 4K? I admit, I am curious because I've heard that
1: the temperature of the environment that you're currently in has an impact on the size of the horse balls. Hmm. So if you're in a cold
0: place, the horse balls will be smaller. You know. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty interesting. That's that's. I, I just can't wait, man. Like, I really enjoyed Red Dead Redemption One, and this is a game seven years in the making. It looks, from all the trailers that they've shown, it looks like it's going to be quite the experience. However, there was a little bit of um, con- controversy or controversy, controversy, controversy y'all. that uh, where. In an interview, Dan Hauser said that some people worked 100-hour weeks to get this game done, and he, and he presented it as, like, this game is so huge, we had to put so many hours into it. Like, it was, he was bragging about it, not like, right? But people, of course, uh, were like, some a lot of people were mortified, uh, shocked. Uh, Jason Schreer of Kotaku wrote an entire article speaking to many, many people who played it, and it led to this whole thing about, is the crunch acceptable is it okay for people to work 100 plus hours on a video game and everywhere you look at the internet everybody had an opinion you know you listen to podcasts everybody has opinions some people are like i don't care some people are like uh just give me the game your time is whatever some people are like this is abhorrent and despicable it's the worst thing since you know some other controversy that happened two weeks ago you know the perpetually outraged Um, what do you think about all that Jez well first of all
1: I think there is a bit of fake outrage out there especially you know some people who just seem to hate Rockstar for whatever reason And a lot of Rockstar, Rockstar allowed their staff to come out and talk about how they feel about the studio and stuff like that. And I've been talking to game devs too about how they feel about crunch because I ain't a game dev. I don't want to speak for a game dev, which is why I haven't written about it myself. But, you know, a lot of the game devs I've spoken to have just said, it's no big deal, you know, and they've done similar amounts of crunch. And if you love the job and you've got passion for it, it's just a byproduct of capitalism that there's that much competition at Rockstar's level. There's that much competition that there is that much grind. Now, um, it sucks that we live in a world where this happens, but at the same time, like I, I tweeted earlier today, I'm not going to boycott the game, even though, you know, some of the stuff like, um, people who couldn't finish development on the game, they've been cut from the credits of Red Dead which i think is really lame um that is
0: there, that is incredibly lame I'll, i yeah, agree with you on that one
1: there's um there's like there's stuff like that which just seems like bad practice but then i couldn't as someone who works in the tech press you know i've seen things like the iphone manufacturer foxconn in china had to install suicide nets on its on its dormitory then, windows because they were working their staff so hard. Are the people calling to boycott Red Dead Redemption gonna give up their iPhones? I don't think so. Are the people gonna like boycott Amazon when Amazon's working their staff half to death in the warehouses and stuff? And there's reports that staff are afraid to take, you know, piss breaks because it'll it'll harm their like targets and stuff like that. Are they boycotting the convenience we get from Amazon? I don't think so. And I'm not trying to be like I'm not trying to be whataboutism about this situation but I can't help but feel like there is some sort of there's a wider systemic issue with with capitalism in general where and I'm not going to I'm not going to go too much into this cuz it's a gaming podcast not really a, a capitalism or socioeconomic discussion podcast but um there's a there's a wider issue with the way capitalism demands competition and unbridled competition leads to 100 hour crunch and the thing is in the uk um uk has a very different employment culture to america and i think where this is where some of the translation some some of this stuff is lost in translation you know if you're on if you're like if you're on a zero hours contract or you're a contractor, and a lot of the people working on Red Dead probably aren't are contractors, then yeah, they can be like they don't have as many rights as a proper employee and stuff like that. But like England has well, Scotland, I guess, and the UK in general, and Europe in general, has pretty robust employment laws. So like you can't be forced to work that many hours against your will. And, you know, it's not like they couldn't find another studio to go to and stuff like that. And, like, some of the devs I've spoken to have just said things like, you know, if you're passionate about it, that's what you put in. And when I was starting out as as a blogger, I was writing 10 to 20 articles per day for zero income. Um, I slept on an airport bench because I couldn't afford a hotel to cover Gamescom. You know, I grinded because I wanted to be at that level, you know? And that's not me saying, that's not me glorifying the the grind, but it's just me saying in a world where there are millions and hundreds of millions of people, we can't all be the best, you know?
0: Well, okay. So I'm going to address the the fact that you to be in the credits you have to actually finish there, and anybody that leaves is in the credits. I think that's bullshit. That I, think bullshit. Anybody, I think anybody who worked on the game should be credited. Um, I think that's... And they said that's just like the company culture, but I think that's that's dumb, right? I think that's incredibly dumb, and I wish... God, I wish people would stop calling my house. <laughs> what would people would stop doing. Um, as for like the whole crunch thing, I just... I don't really have an opinion either way. Like, As long as they're properly compensated for the time that they put in, I don't really have an issue with it, right? Um, If you want to work 100 hours and you get paid for it, that's your decision. I know some people will say, well, uh, maybe they feel forced they have to work 100 hours, otherwise they won't have a job, yada, yada, yada. But the the fact is, it was like, didn't it come out that it was just like his team? Yeah, so it was his team, but then... Jason Schreer said that, like, the QA studio has been doing mandatory overtime for, like, a two years now. They even introduced, like, a laundry service where you get your clothes cleaned, presumably because, like, obviously you wouldn't be going home. So, I mean, yeah, there were some areas where it's like this maybe is not the best place to work. I don't really know. Like, I, I think it was dumb that he even brought it up in the interview to brag about it. But like you said, I just... There are... Just to me, that... That shows the grit
1: and the pride he has in his work, you know, like in in working class England, you know, if you're from a working class background in England and and Scotland and and the United Kingdom, it's sort of almost like a cultural thing where it's like, yeah, you graft, you know, call it graft, a bit of hard graft, you know, working hard, laboring and stuff like that. Well, And, and maybe that's maybe that's screwed up about British culture. I don't know. But it's that's the way I was raised, you know. I was raised and working from i'm mean, from working class background. I was taught the value of hard work.
0: Yeah. See, the thing is, like, I know this is you could classify as a straw man argument, but I I do find it incredibly, I'm trying to think of the word here, uh, ironic or maybe not self aware that the people that were white knighting for Rockstar from their phones were literally talking about it on a device that is made pretty much in slave labor in China. Yeah, people aren't con- Like there's a little cognitive dis- dis- dissonance there. Like ho- like you're, you're outraged about this one thing, but you're using a device that is built in way worse conditions. Not to mention like, hey, let me go to Amazon and buy this thing. And you all hear the reports about the poor working condition of Amazon workers, but I don't really see you talking about that. I don't see you. And talk- then you have to remember that the, some of these people got to get the clicks. They got
1: to get the YouTube video hits you know, well, and all of a sudden, it's sort of like,
0: is this a bit manufactured? The
1: outrage,
0: maybe or a little out, bit. Outrage does get clicks, and and look, like I said, as long as they're properly compensated for it, uh, as long as it was their choice and they didn't really have to feel forced. Like, but then again, it's like you can't uh, do that in England. In, in well, the UK, I well, keep in saying England, North but North, it, yeah, I think, is based in New York, and New York has labor laws and things like that. So it's kind of just. <laughs> I don't know i I just like well, if I take a like any rock star I, North. if I come out like really against this, it's like should I stop using my cell phone and like should I like any like food I throw away, should I also give it to like you know homeless people and hungry people and all the poor starving kids in Africa? There are like truly really severe, horrible issues in this world that deserve your attention. And I'm and not really sure that you know a few a few handful of people working extra hours and getting paid for it to complete Red Dead Redemption Two is worth the outrage. But that's just my opinion on it. I don't know. You know what I mean?
1: I mean that's that's exactly my opinion. You know. So it's like, and it's <laughs> it's always just before launch when it's good SEO and all that sort of stuff. You know. Mm -hmm. there is so much at the end of the day this this is my only takeaway the world is full of shit Red Dead Redemption and gaming is a reprieve from all the shit why would you want to boycott what is going to be a work of art and spit in the faces of the people who worked on this game you know I mean it just feels so self-indulgent to me it's like, I'm Dude. patting myself on the back. I'm boycotting Red Dead Redemption. Look how great I am.
0: No, I don't agree, man. So, um, moving on, I wanted to thank uh, Michael Monkey Punch Lugo for the super chat. He said he just wanted to support Randy Jazz. We appreciate it a lot. Um, I'm still looking forward to Red Dead, can't wait to play it. But we did have a request in chat, and I, I did want to see it. It's from UA. He says, Talk about Banjo and Smash because. I think this will lead eventually into our XO predictions. Um, did you see the Nintendo Smash leak today?
1: Um, I heard something about it, but was it fake or was it not?
0: I don't think it, I don't a lot of people think it's real, uh, but I'm, it hasn't really been confirmed to be fake yet or whatever, but there was like a a picture of that an artist posted on LinkedIn who apparently does work It was confirmed for Bankai Namco, who I guess is working on the game. I, like Keep in mind when it comes to Nintendo stuff I am not your go-to source on Nintendo like I don't um I I don't know much about what they're working on like if it's Microsoft or Sony I'm keyed in you know what I mean but if it's Nintendo I'm not sure so is Bandai Namco working on that game? I don't know. Like all I know is Smash is coming out in the 16th and some of the people I follow we're really talking it up, like Dreamcast guy and like Spawn Wave and a few other Nintendo YouTubers that I that I do follow. But there was like a an image this artist posted, which has like the full roster of characters, even the unannounced ones. And one of them was like Shadow from Sonic, you know, like the sh- Shadow character. And, but like the big maybe one was that Banjo was in it, which would. Like, which basically means that Microsoft and Nintendo came to some sort of deal because Microsoft owns uh, the Banjo IP when they bought Rare, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course this leaves all our speculation. So, if Microsoft is letting Banjo into Smash, presumably it's they want because they want more people to know the character, be introduced to the character, and that only really makes sense if you have a game. That you're trying to maybe push, and there are those rumors that Playful or another studio is working on some banjo kazooie game for next gen or this gen. Um, what do you think about that whole thing, Jez? Like, if it's true, do you if it's true that banjo's in Smash Brothers, do you see there being a new banjo game being made by Xbox? I mean,
1: it doesn't necessarily mean that there will be a proper banjo game because remember we have to remember there was a conquer game for windows mixed reality and that didn't lead to a new triple a conquer well well you know i don't know if you you call it conquer game triple a but it didn't lead to a, a legit conquer game so i don't necessarily think this could lead to a legit banjo game um maybe it will maybe it I haven't certainly haven't heard anything to that effect, but who knows, man? I mean, maybe like the developers of Super Lucky's Tale pick up Banjo and maybe try and make make something out of it and stuff like that. I know for a fact that it's not going to be Rare making it because Rare is one hundred percent all in on Sea of Thieves. The whole studio is set up for Sea of Thieves and nothing else for the foreseeable future. Foreseeable future. See what I did there?
0: Foreseeable, yeah,
1: yeah, foreseeable um maybe rare will like pitch in but i know that the at least i mean i saw i was i was there man the whole studio was geared for sea of thieves um constant delivery development like every every studio was set up with a screen that showed like um what each other team is working on to do with sea of thieves and stuff like that so they could like continuously deliver content to the game so I don't know. I mean it could go either way, man. So this is this is one of the things I wrote in my Xbox predictions, by the way. Expect the unexpected. Ooh, which, I like
0: that quote. Expect the unexpected.
1: Because now Microsoft is like got the got their wallet open. You just don't know, man. You just don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know what studios they're gonna buy. You don't know what publishers they might buy. You don't know what games they might revive. The the wallet is open.
0: So it feels at the senior leadership table now. The plan's been put into place. Whatever it is, and it's funny because I remember me and you saying late last year, before any of this stuff came out, that the wallet was open, that there was a change, and nobody really believed us until Microsoft started to make. It. I didn't really believe it myself, even though I had been told. And then you obviously start seeing some of the uh, the you know the fruits of that. So. Like, I don't know. Like I I, I know Super Smash Bros. is going to be a huge game this year, right? It, mm-hmm. Clearly, it always is. And if Microsoft is letting them use banjo, to me, I'd only I know I know like Phil like is always said he's 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 cool with you know Banjo and other Nintendo or Xbox characters, especially rare characters being in, in Smash, but Unless there's some sort of other deal behind the scenes, like we'll let you use Banjo with, by the way, Nintendo doesn't need Banjo and Smash Brothers, right? They have all these other characters they can use, so it'd only really be for fan service. But the way I look at it is like, if they're letting them use Banjo, it's because there's something coming later. I don't know. That That'd be like, from my perspective, like, we'll let you use Banjo because we have a Banjo game coming. And if those rumors are true about Playful, then they might be making it. Although I'm not. really but Then
1: sure. why would Nintendo allow Microsoft to market their IP if they were going to go into competition with them?
0: But me, the, that decreases. The the Nintendo has said repeatedly that they're not in competition with Microsoft. Yeah, they say these things. I'm just saying, so. you know, they they said they're not in competition. You know, clearly Nintendo had no problem doing crossplay with Xbox. You know, they were on board right away. I I just think Nintendo views Microsoft and so even though they look everything competes for your time and your money that is a fact right, but mm. I just think like they feel that they're not directly competing, and and maybe, maybe...
1: I, mean, I mean this this is one thing that I'm expecting regarding Nintendo Xbox. I am a hundred percent expecting X Cloud on Nintendo Switch that is one thing i am that is one wild card i'm betting money on right now
0: well it makes sense it makes sense if you could somehow put xcloud on nintendo switch where you could fire up your switch on you know a mobile device well a hybrid device but a mobile device and hey you could play xbox games on there through some sort of xbox game pass app or whatever that could be pretty huge. Now, of course, people will use that as like, well, there's no reason to buy an Xbox, because why should I? I'll just play on my Switch. But at at this point, like if if you haven't been paying attention to what Microsoft is doing, uh, they don't care if you buy an Xbox, folks. Uh they don't care if you if, if you game on Xbox or on PC. They're not gonna care if you stream from your mobile phone. Like, I I I I think it's pretty obvious at this point anybody saying like saying that stuff is just obviously not paying attention to everything that's going around, but I would not be surprised, Jez, like you said, if one day they announced a partnership and streaming came to the Switch via xCloud or whatever. I could see it easily happening. And as far as the Banjo thing, uh, maybe Kratopsy's right. He says uh, maybe licensing fees for the character. You know, maybe Nintendo pays Microsoft X amount of dollars to have Banjo in the game. You know what I mean? I guess it's possible, but I don't know. I, well, number one, we don't even know if the thing is true. It's all just a rumor at this point. Uh, it could be a fake image, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was true. And if it was true, I think that leads credence to the banjo rumors. So, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah, I, I need to, I need to say
0: something for posterity. I they've played banjo. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> so, if they do announce to do banjo. I, I'll just look at it with indifference and apathy. Like I just be like, look, I wasn't a Nintendo fan. I I you guys already know I didn't have a 64. So I didn't play I didn't play Conquer. I didn't play Banjo. I didn't play a lot of the games on the 64. So like Banjo means literally nothing to me. Less than nothing.
1: Less than nothing.
0: If they do announce it, I'll just be like, whatever. Uh all right. I guess. Like, I mean it one thing if it's good, but like wow. Yeah. Like it's same thing if they announce a new Conquer. I'd be like, Okay. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Wow. wow. What? <laughs> Am I a bad Xbox fan? Am I supposed to get on here and say Jez I love Conker, and I love <laughs> Banjo, and oh my god, if they announce Banjo on Xbox, PS4's done. It's over. Can't <laughs> PS4 lonely station, because they got nothing to compete. Am I supposed to say that? Do people yes. expect that as, as me being an Xbox-centric YouTuber? Am I supposed to be like, everything that Microsoft does is amazing, and everything PlayStation does is the worst? Am I am I supposed to just parrot that and say those things? Am I supposed to say every day megaton and you won't believe these announcements? And who, council or over type stuff? Am I supposed to Am I supposed to say that every single day? Or can I have my own mind? No, you're not allowed to have your own mind. Hive minds only. I'm oh, only the hive mind. Oh, I, I know some guys, some guy says uh he I missed out on a lot of games on the 64. Uh yeah, I know. I mean I, I, I didn't have a sixty-four. I mean I played some games on there. I played like the WCW versus NWO games uh on the system. I just I just I don't know. Like I'm not necessarily a Nintendo fan if you couldn't tell. You know what I mean? Um but anyways, let's uh you know, before we get into the XO predictions, you wanna talk about some Xbox Hate? Yeah,
1: well, not really, but yeah,
0: why not? Not really. Are you are you afraid, Jazz? Are you afraid to talk about the hate surrounding me? I just, I just have, so, I just, I only have so much room
1: in my life for hatred.
0: I know. Hell. I mean, I don't know. You do tweet about Donald Trump quite a bit, so, so I just, I, I for clarity, I hate all politicians, man. All politicians are scum. And, and what you did to poor uh, Lone master, who that was hatred. Who? blocked him last week, Jeremy.
1: Oh, Jeremy. I blocked him ages ago, man.
0: I know, right? Alright, so quickly, I made a video uh, talking about the culture of hate surrounding Xbox. Um, whereas, I felt that in previous gens, uh, particularly the PS3, which didn't do so well, as well as the Wii U, a lot of those systems were just looked at with apathy. Uh Nobody really cared. Like the Wii U is basically non existent. Nobody cared about nobody hated the Wii U. It was just like, ah, eh, it's not doing well. Nobody, 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 nobody's buying it. Right? But being like an Xbox YouTuber, and I obviously go more in depth into this in my video, um, there's this a collection of people that always post in comments and in Twitter threads, and it's nothing constructive. It's just Xbox should die.
1: Xbox Pre-set era has become so toxic. I can't even. I can't even.
0: Reset era. Just, I mean, Reset era was just built on the foundations of NeoGAF. The so. thing is, it was, it was pretty good to start with. There were some good discussions, but like
1: the hate just chased out all the good Xbox people, and now it's just
0: a festering hole. It's a shame. Yeah, so like I remember so what made me even make the video was I saw the thread about Obsidian being potentially bought out and like just the amount of vitriol thrown at certain people in that thread was just overwhelming. And even when there is I guess you could say positive news, it's always just like it's 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 weird like and you wouldn't really know unless you like read my comments and i'm talking about the comments that are held for review because there are certain words that i have flagged that if you say those words it gets flagged it's pretty bad and i just it makes me question these people and what they do because like i couldn't imagine spending any iota of my life hating on something as trivial as a video game machine
1: and and the people who like the the video game machine
0: yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I I couldn't imagine that, you know. But there are people that do, and, and maybe they're young kids. You know, young kids can fall into that kind of thing. But what makes it incredibly sad is that most of these people are grown ass men. You know, grown-ass in their forties with kids of their own, and I get on here and I'm like, Oof, man, Oof. like I like making <clears throat> YouTube videos a lot. That's why I do it. But I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes the comments that I get on my videos, like, make me second guess what I what I do here sometimes. And I'm not even trying to se- like. My channel is not about selling Xbox to anybody. I may like Xbox, but it's not about selling Xbox to anybody. I'm not a propaganda channel. You know, everything I talk about here is all based on my opinions. I like to analyze certain subjects, which is why my videos end up a little bit longer than most people's. I don't do th- four minute videos with a minute and a half introduction with, uh, filled with nonsense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I read all this stuff and I'm just like, holy crap. It's really, really bad. I, <sighs> I'm kind of look. See, I don't... I, I We write for
1: Xbox uh, Microsoft fans, right? Some people just like tech. I like tech. I got into writing about tech because I like tech. I like ecosystems. I like Microsoft's ecosystem and what they're doing with it. Office, Windows, you know, Surface, all that stuff. I like that that whole thing. And it's just a hobby, you know. It was always just a hobby to me. Liking tech, it's just a hobby. I love all gadgets. Smartwatches, iPhones, Android phones. I, I look into all of them. You know, Linus Tech Tips, all those guys. Love them. Now... <sighs> <sighs> The issue is, like, people don't understand that, that you can just like something for fun. And they think, like, if you just like something, you you are somehow diminishing their their opinion. And to protect their own opinion, they feel like they have to attack your opinion. And it's gotten to this point where we live in a society now where a complete lack of empathy is completely acceptable because of the way social media has anonymized people and gotten to a point where people are happy being anonymized and used to being anonymized and they're used to having absolutely no social consequences for being a massive prick on the internet, you know, and that, that is seeping into our cultural psyche. Rand, is it? It is, and I'm not, I don't want to get too deep into it because this is a gaming podcast. It just makes me sad. I just wish people could just be a little bit nicer to each other.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, I wish people could be nicer to each other too. You know, as <clears throat> as as my my good friend Cole Eastwood says, "Be nice." And and Cole, Cole gets a lot of hate, a lot of hate. People throw a lot of hate his way. But I game a lot with Coat. He's my friend. You know, Dealer's my friend. We talk all the time. Hang out together. Um, you never hang out with me. Well, it's because you're in the UK, dude. <laughs> I mean, Germany. You don't even know where I live. <laughs> well, whatever. Germany, the UK, same thing. So I don't know. I just—it's just racist. It's just something I noticed. It's just—it's it's yeah. I, I I wouldn't like. I don't. I don't like Nintendo. Well. It's not that I don't like Nintendo. I just don't care about Nintendo. I don't, then, yeah. They, they, don't, they matter. don't appeal. They don't appeal. Right? So, you don't. I don't go around to Nintendo YouTubers or Nintendo executives and, like, tweet to them how much they don't matter to me. You know what I mean? Just, like, mm-hmm. if you're a PlayStation fan and PlayStation has all your bases covered, awesome. So Xbox shouldn't even matter to you. No matter what Xbox does, it shouldn't even matter what they do. But, like, I get a lot of these people that come to the podcast and the show and they're like Xbox is pathetic, and it's like they don't even matter to you. Like, like you shouldn't even you shouldn't even be concerned about what Xbox is doing. If PlayStation has you covered, what does it matter? Like, just ignore Xbox. You you'll hate. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe we went a little bit long on this on this subject, and we'll switch gears. It's just like I don't know. Important to vent, man. You got to vent sometimes. But, um, XO that, that brings us to uh XO something positive, yeah. Uh, Xbox XO 2018, uh, coming live on Saturday, November 10th. Supposed to be an extra long episode of Inside Xbox. This was recently announced by Phil Spencer. Uh, XO hasn't been around in like eight years, and I was looking at some of the previous XOs, Jez. In 2005, they announced the entire launch lineup. Of the 360, like all the games that would be launching, you know, at the launch of the system as well as the launch window. Damn. And in 02, they announced the acquisition of Rare, and in oh, 06, they announced uh, a whole bunch of games. But they also announced brand new games like Halo Wars. They had Bioshock was coming exclusively to Xbox. Same thing as Splinter self Conviction. It's 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 a show that has a legacy, right? And I have been hyped for it, and i saying they've got something they need to live up to. I they they yes they have they have something to live up to, and the fact that it's been gone for eight years and they haven't done it since. Uh oh, Cloberel's in chat. Jez. he says that you're wrong about what Rare is doing.
1: All right,
0: you're wrong, Jez. You're wrong about Rare. <clears throat> All right. Okay. All right. Thanks, Cloberel the infos, but in my, in my mind, like you bring back XO because you have things to share. Uh You want to build up hype for next generation, which is coming soon. And if it's just a plain old inside Xbox episode, it's going to disappoint many, many people. It's got to be more. It's got to be on the level of PSX and not PSX from last year, but PSX from you know, uh, 2016, where they announced uh, Uncharted: Lost Legacy and uh, and like Last of Us Part Two, because there's games that Microsofts are making that they could easily announce if they wanted to. But with all that said, let's get into the predictions, Jez, and we'll start with hardware stuff. Um, keyboard and mouse, I think, <laughs> will be a big part of the show, and they'll and make more announcements about games that are support, support it, basically also confirming that, like, Gears Tactics and Age of Empires 4 will be coming to Xbox with that. You, you think that's something that could happen?
1: I don't think they will. I don't think they'll confirm. Well, I don't know. The plans could have changed. And I know some plans regarding keyboard and mouse have changed because originally, originally, the plan was that a game would always have to support controller on Xbox. I've heard that restriction has been lifted and now a game can ship on Xbox with mouse and keyboard exclusivity. Um, As such, the plans to keep Gears Tactics on PC might have shifted in line with that policy shift. So, yeah, maybe it'll come to Xbox at the same time as PC but only support mouse and keyboard. I can see something that could happen. But at the same time, I'm wondering how hard Microsoft's going to push on this. At the minute, there's only Minecraft and Warface, which support mouse and keyboard on Xbox One on the Alpha Ring. I'm wondering how hard they're going to push this or whether they're just going to let it grow organically, make changes as necessary, you know. Because if they push too hard on it, it could send the wrong message. It could confuse consumers. Like, is this still an Xbox or is this a PC now? Like, um. So I can see them being
0: taking a soft approach.
1: I don't know; it could go either way. I guess I'm
0: saying it could go. Okay, all right, right. fair enough, fair enough. Um, do you expect to see any new accessories of the like controller variety, Elite V2, something else, or what do you think? Um,
1: Elite V2 is interesting because we—it was almost a year ago now that the Elite V2 leaked. And um, I saw, um, I actually had on my computer the drivers for the Elite V2, and it suggested that the Elite V2 would have some kind of uh, dock or something, and it would have like an internal battery that you wouldn't be able to change. So like, but it's still not here. And then they announced the white controller. And then I heard some rumors that the Elite V2 had been either canceled or taken back to the drawing board. So I don't know, maybe it's too early, maybe it just got delayed a bit because ap- apparently it was supposed to be shown off at um Gamescom I think if I remember
0: right. Yeah, there was that Tom Warren Tom Warren said. Then end up being the PUBG controller or the White Elite controller? No,
1: it had a different code name. I, don't I know. you
0: know what? I can't fully remember come to think of it. All these code names. Um yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think the Elite V2 is going to be there. I think it's kind of I think it would be kind of dumb at this point to do a new one, especially center, considering they just released a white one. Uh, I think Elite V2 is something they reintroduce more towards the beginning of next generation. Yeah, so, maybe. I mean,
1: Microsoft make a lot of money on accessories, um, a crap load of money, Surface accessories too, and mice and keyboards in general. So the, a V2 is like. Something that's going to happen eventually, yeah. I would say, I can have,
0: I can, well, I don't know. I can't even see Microsoft announcing new controllers because, like, uh, if they do the ship date for those, might be like next year, so I don't even know if they'll do accessories. Um, I think this is going to be very platform and games oriented, right? And I think that's what people care about is the games now, third party wise. Uh, Phil said that third party was going to be there, and they've been there in the past XOs. Um, I, presumably, you can guess like the ones that have a marketing deal with Xbox, like Battlefield Five. I think will be off because why not show Battlefield Five again? You'd be like what seven days from launch. You can anthem's show probably an obvious pick. You think anthem will be there? I I thought I I already saw from the Twitter account that Jump Force is going to be there as well as Devil May Cry Five. It's um, funny
1: when when I saw Jump Force, I just thought, what the hell is this? But it's the f- the franchises attached to
0: that game have a huge amount of fans. So, yeah. anime people love anime. I don't like anime. My friends are getting a party with them, and they'll be talking about what happened on the latest episode of My Hero Academia or Naruto or Hunter versus Hunter or whatever hell they're talking <laughs> about. And I always <laughs> point, like, Are you guys talking this nerd crap again? Nerd it's trend. really good. I'm like, Come on, man. And to be fair, to be fair, I I
1: can understand why you wouldn't like any of those anime. You see, my my taste in anime is far far more refined. You, your like your your
0: choice of anime is more evolved, is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, like more refined, I guess you'd say
0: more refined.
1: Yeah, I don't Naruto know. What... Naruto is like you know for for its entry level anime, you know.
0: Entry level. <laughs>
1: I'm gonna make some people really mad.
0: Yeah. Um. So do you see any third parties announcing a new game like hasn't been revealed yet? Do you see any third parties announcing a brand new game? Personally, I'm looking forward to the Splinter Cell pay to win free to play mobile
1: game. Oh, exclusive to iOS with Xbox integration.
0: Yes, there were some rumors that there was going to be a Splinter Cell game announced at XO (laughs) and that not only that, it would be exclusive to Xbox.
1: God, that'd be weird.
0: I just I just can't get behind it. Look, I've had my heart broken so many times when it comes to Splinter Cell. You know, I've I've expected it literally at every they're obviously They're obviously bringing Splinter Cell back because I mean
1: there's so much so many teasers out there about it now.
0: Yeah. XO though? I don't know. I, I Look, I would love for Splinter Cell to come I don't care. I just want Splinter Cell to come back. I Number one, I can't imagine it would be exclusive. Uh, so I, I kind of, you know, I, I kind it of... be
1: strange
0: for, in, for Ubisoft to do a,
1: a console exclusive like that. A lot of money would have had to have changed hands.
0: Yeah. And, and may, I don't know. The, Ubisoft to say that they were trying to manage resources to get it done. I just can't see Splinter Cell... Uh, like be announcing their end being exclusive. Like it would be big. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I just don't see it. Um, I had kind of speculated that Rocksteady would show off their new game. Hmm. And there was talk that they were supposed to be at E3 to show off whatever their Batman justice league is. Hmm. Uh, but that would absolutely be a massive uh get. But then again, like the VGAs are also the next month, and there's pretty big announcements there. You know, isn't it rumored that it's not Justice League now? Who knows what know. the rumors are with that? They change constantly all the time. Um, but okay, let me let me ask you this: Do you think there'll be a third party game that is revealed for the first time at XO? I guess this is a better question.
1: Yeah, I think so. I'd put money in there. And again, I don't know for sure. I don't have any. I don't have any information, I'm just guessing. I'm going to guess yes.
0: You're going to guess yes. Okay, so that leads us to um, back and pat stuff. I had speculated that Microsoft would announce the next batch of OG Xbox back and pat games. I feel pretty confident that, that that's going to happen. It's been a long time since they've done back and pat for OG Xbox. You think this would be a good place to announce the next wave? Yeah I do.
1: And there's no there's no huge rush to um there's no huge rush to get those out fast, so I think it'd probably be better to save them for a big nostalgic announcement. What what OG just quickly, what OG back and pack games do you want?
0: None of them. I don't care. I hate you. I mean they're old- all
1: jazz, I don't get care. Out. Get out. You're fired. Look. I'm gonna, who- I'm gonna podcast with
0: Sam from now on. Listen, listen here. Look. I'm all about <laughs> the new hotness. Okay, I as much as I think backwards compatibility is a must for any console now, and you know PlayStation Five is going to have it. I don't care about those old games. I've played them already, and <laughs> what about, like, Max, Payne one, what about Max Payne one and two? To get, like if they come out and they're like Halo 2's back compat, Ninja Gaiden Blacks, well Ninja Gaiden Black already is. There is no announcement. Bar one, potentially, that could get me to go back and play any OG Xbox games. And I'm not a front runner. I've, I've been, cons- Jez, have I not been consistent about this with backwards compatibility since they first announced it? I guess, Jez. Sorry, uh, I lagged there. My okay.
1: Internet Explorer,
0: frozen.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm podcasting via Internet Explorer.
0: Have I not been consistent about my. Uh, Take on why back compat doesn't matter to me and I don't use it. I think I've been pretty upfront about that since day one, right? Hmm. Jez.
1: Jez. Lag. My computer's freezing up for some reason. Oh, that's why. It's on battery server mode. But then best performance. Right. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. One more time.
0: I was just saying. I've been pretty consistent about the fact that I don't care about backwards compatibility since day one, haven't I? Yes. yes. Do you know You know what potentially could get me to second-guess that choice? No. no. Uh If they announced achievements, I would consider it. I would consider um. playing some of those games for achievements, but I don't think that's going to happen. So... Um, but I, I do think, I do think they'll announce the next ba- b- batch of games, and maybe even the next batch of, uh, 360 back and pat games. I mean, why not? It's a fan show. The fans like the back and pat stuff. So you might as well do it even though they just did some with left for dead and all that stuff. You might as well, uh, do it again. Um, so with that, let's talk about, uh, game pass. Do you think they'll have anything specific to game pass at the show?
1: Yeah, they'll probably announce some big Game Pass things. And like I think I think it was you who said that they might announce Ashen right there at the show for Game Pass.
0: Yeah, so I so I thought that. Like they are still very adamant that Ashen is going to be launching this year, right? They say it's coming this year. And there's not much time left. Uh we know the game's gonna be playable at the show, which leads me to speculate that they're gonna be like, by the way, Ashen is available today. Uh, through Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live, if you just want to buy it. But they've come out on Twitter and said that's not true. They have no announcements to make about Ashen. So, I mean, do you think? Do you think they're lying? Do you think they're telling the truth? Do you think it's like, just like a, hey, they're just, they're just saying like it's not going to happen, and then you know, surprise.
1: I, I interviewed um, Aurora Forty Four a bunch of times. They are adamant that it's coming out in 2018. So.
0: I do think we'll get I, I do think we'll get an um a in a, a release date announcement. I I thought it would actually come at the show, but I don't really know. Um trying to think what else they could announce. I mean um any other games for Game Pass like Below. I don't know. Um and I don't really have my notes here in front of me about what I actually said in that video, so uh but we can move to first party stuff. Um, Crackdown, Jez, Crackdown is definitely going to be there. Crackdown is a go. Um, a go. What do you Think they're going to show. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying they're going to definitely 100 percent going to show the multiplayer.
1: I would probably guess that too. I, you know, I think they're just going to show everything. This is the last opportunity to really showcase what's if uh, what Crackdown Three is going to be all about. To show what the how the games evolved since that summer. When you made a video, just flaming it and caused all that (laughs) hatred around with your hatred. I didn't
0: cause any hatred.
1: (laughs) Well, anyway, they're they're gonna they're gonna show the game before I would think, and um, we'll get we'll get an idea of what it's gonna be like with all the new you know upgrades since the last time we saw it. It's basically almost gonna be like a a hopefully a re a sort of reintroduction to what the game is all about, and uh you know. Hopefully it'll be good. I mean, it, it, this could be like the ultimate comeback story.
0: I mean, you're really you're really going into this the ultimate comeback story. Now, no, remember. Okay, okay. Not- So superlatives. Um,
1: it could be a a nice comeback story.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it could. Okay. Let's, li- let's limit expectations. It could I- it could be a an, uh, a moderate uh, comeback story. But uh, dude, a lot of people have written this game off. The media. You know, haters gonna hate and all that. A lot of people have written the game off. If it's anything
0: close to decent, I think I'd pretty, be
1: pretty happy right now.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Kratopsy's right. We have 450 watching, 480 just a little bit ago, and only 150 likes. Come on, it's free. Just click that like button if you're enjoying the show. Hell, click the dislike button if you want to. Get us up to 200 likes before the show ends. We'd uh, we'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want you to go on Twitter and say Crackdown 3 is going to be, uh, you know, this year's, uh, you know, PUBG or anything, or, <laughs> or it will be this year's Fortnite or whatever. Um, be this year's blackout mode. So I, I do think it's going to be there, like you said. Release date, though. I think they have to give the release date. Um, what if it's got a cloud-powered destruction battle royale? Mm, no, I don't think Crackdown would fit very well in the battle royale mode. What? I don't. I don't think it does. I honestly don't think but it isn't. Fits well. But isn't, ba- isn't battle royale
1: how you win? Game development.
0: True. That that is how you win. So I guess they could make a, a battle royale variant for Crackdown Three. But uh, you know, I I don't think it would do very well, especially considering how you shoot in that game is locking onto somebody's body parts. Kind of takes away the skill of. Of a battle royale, um, well, but, that was just, well, that's the thing, it, it does have a competitive multiplayer, right? Do you tell yeah. me? I don't know. I mean, on their web page it says there's a 5v5 wrecking ball mode where, like, two, yeah, there
1: you go, 5v5 wrecking ball, that's competitive,
0: yeah. I mean, that's not battle royale or anything, but you know, but yeah, um, release date, I expect them to give it to finally. It's been this nebulous February 2019 since E three E three, even though you know they sent out a tweet saying February 22nd, I'm gonna guess February 15th. They're gonna push it up a week. It'll come out the week before Anthem and all those other games, giving them at least a little bit of breathing room. There was a lot of confusion about that release date because um,
1: some a lot of Microsoft people I spoke to was like, we never said the release date. I was like, well. For some reason, I thought it was February 22, and I couldn't remember exactly why. And I think it was you who told me why I thought it fought February twenty-second. And then I was like, oh, yeah, but look, you, you guys sent this tweet out. And that, they were like, oh, oh,
0: someone made a mistake. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny because Phil Spencer went on Giant Bomb that night and said that it was released in the same day as Days Gone in the well and a whole bunch of other games, and they didn't know it at the time. So it was like, they knew. Oh. I mean, Phil knew. So I mean, it's not a surprise. I, if you had to guess, are you with me on this? Are you at February fifteenth? Uh, yeah, I think like February. it's more likely to move up than move away.
1: Um, there's uh, the week after Anthem. If Anthem if Anthem is really good, and it's probably going to be pretty good, at least unless EA really screws it up, which let's be honest, could always happen. Yes. Um, I think like people. It'd be hard pressed to get attention if Anthem is good, you know. Maybe it doesn't compete that much with Metro Exodus. Maybe slightly different audiences and stuff like that. But
0: I don't know. I mean, I I still think I, I think you do the game a disservice coming out the week the day of Anthem and Metro or the week after, because then you start getting into Devil May Cry Five and Division Two. So it's like I think you need to launch in the beginning of February. Yeah. Uh, I don't, unless you want to delay the game to April or May, which is just hey, why not? Crackdown's already been delayed a bunch. Why not delay it again? <laughs> you know, but this time the story's gonna be crackdown's not getting delayed, it's coming sooner than you expect. It's getting pushed up. <laughs> you know? So I I'm look, I think crackdown's gonna be. I think crackdown's gonna be alright. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be great or anything. And I'm honestly looking at, like, a Metacritic... 2019's PUBG. 2019's PUBG. I I think people will be happy with it. It's just that it's been in people's thoughts and minds for so long, and it's been delayed for such a long time. And, you know, that mythical cloud power destruction thing has been the talk of the game for so long that I don't know if people's expectations are set properly, you know? I guess I guess we'll find out on XO when they finally show it off, but that's one game the other game that I think is gonna be there is ori will the wisps um now I said that they're gonna make the announcement here that it's in game Pass finally because it's the one game that for Microsoft Studios that's not a part of Xbox game Pass and I think they'll announce that they came to a deal and that it's in Game Pass and that it's going to be releasing sometime April or May. What do you think? Yep, I'm going to say yep. Going to say yep. All right, uh, Battle Toads. Do you think we get Battle Game Toads? Or? I think
1: we could see more Battle Toads. I I ain't I ain't that enamored with the um, the art style they've chosen for that game. What do you think of it?
0: Have we seen the art style for
1: it? I mean, are you talking about you see it for a split second? It's like this sort of almost like flash cartoons, sort of flat um, vector graphics, rather than the pixelized
0: pixelated stuff. I need to see it. I I need to see the gameplay. So, um, Uh, if
1: if it's that art style, I I don't. I don't know. I I, I mean, maybe the gameplay would be really good, but if it's, it's if it's like this flash flash player sort of vector graphics. Rather than sort of classic. They should have done it like um, Sonic Mania, man. Sonic Mania was the ultimate nostalgia trip game. It
0: was. It was. But here's the should thing. should have done it like that. Much like much like Banjo. Do you even care about Battletoads? You know what? I love a good side-scrolling beat-em-up. Like, I love Streets of Rage and
1: stuff like that. I. I don't have nostalgia for Battletoads, but if it's if it's a fun side-scrolling beat 'em up with, you know, two-player cop, yeah, I'll play it with my brother and my mates and stuff like that.
0: Okay, I mean, yeah, fair enough. I just, I think hey, I, it's not going to be it's not going to be 2019's PUBG or anything. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I said this when uh when it was announced. The world doesn't need another Battletoads. You know what I mean? I mean? Why not? I mean, because it was a it was a bad game back then. Like I don't, Whoa. I don't know where all from, from Battletoads at all. Like Battletoads, that great, they People love Battletoads, or they love the character. They've been in like one game, and it's like, yeah, bring back Rash, Pimple, and Zid. Well,
1: well, that's that's the thing.
0: They've been in one game, and people
1: people remember it so fondly. That's that's that says something to me, man. That says
0: that it has potential. Look, yeah. I'm willing to give give a game a chance. And I need to see what the gameplay is, but you know, but like I just look like like with Banjo, I just I don't maybe it's because I just don't care about rare, like any other old stuff, I just don't care, and battle toads falls on I mean, and Goldeneye? I, what what about what about Goldeneye, man gold I mean Goldeneye was fine, yeah, I like Golden right. perfect right. dark, I didn't care for perfect dark, but uh, I mean I, I expect it to be there killer instinct, okay, Do killer, In- like
1: killer instinct?
0: kill okay. Killer Instinct is good. I'll give him that. Killer Instinct is quite good. I, I like Qu- Killer Instinct quite a bit. i right. uh, Do we? Do you think we'll see? Speaking of Killer Instinct, do you think we see announcement of a Killer Instinct two? At you
1: know, I've been working on these, the Killer Instinct, these Killer Instinct rumors for a few months now, and apparently, there is possibly, you know, the franchise isn't dead. They're still exploring it. So, who knows? I mean, they, 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 that. Killer Instinct firmly falls under the, you know, who knows category, you know. And, um, you know, Adam Eyesgreen, who led development on the new Killer Instinct, was teasing that he was traveling to places for work reasons. Reason. So,
0: I don't know, man. That that falls under the expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. I, I fully expect there's going to be a Killer Instinct for next gen. I just don't think they're going to show it at this this event. And, man, I see a lot of people hating on me for my Battletoads opinion. We got Cloberl saying <laughs> Rand, Battletoads a bad game. Rand telling he hasn't even played Banjo. What's next? He doesn't know that squirrel. This is insane. <laughs> some, some guy says, does Ran like games? I mean, <laughs> people, are, people are giving it to me in chat. Next, ne- Cake Batter says next round is going to say Pac-Man's overrated. Not at all. I love Pac-Man. I love even the update to Pac-Man. We, so we've
1: talked about this before. You were, you, we, you, were say, you were a Sega kid too, right?
0: Yes, I was a Sega kid.
1: Yeah, see, we we were both Sega kids, and I think that's why we get on so well. Nintendo people are just a bit different.
0: Yeah, so like I don't have any love for any of the Nintendo games. I went from, I went from the NES to the Sega Genesis, the Sega CD, the Sega 32X, the Sega Saturn, Basically into the PlayStation One, PlayStation Two. Like I skipped the SNES and the sixty-four. So a lot of the people a lot of people that when they developed that bond for some of these characters, I didn't. Like, I don't care about Donkey Kong and, and, so and I, I didn't either. Stuff. Like I um I really
1: love Super Metroid, the original Super Metroid on the SNES. But like Mario, Donkey Kong, and all that other stuff. Actually, I really like Yoshi's Island. Yoshi, the first Yoshi's Island is my favorite Mario game. I
0: will say. I love Metroid. I love Metroid. I love. I actually have played uh, Super Metroid. I love Metroid Prime One, Two, and Two. I didn't get a chance to play Three. So, like Metroid probably my my favorite Nintendo franchise.
1: The Genesis just had better games, like the the. The, um, well, Gunstar, represents- Gunstar Heroes, Dynamite no, Heady, no. Sonic, Sonic, man. I mean, Sonic I, was better than Mario.
0: Yeah. And then Mario. of course, you know, when the PlayStation came out, it was, it was time. I, I was, I was a, uh, was the PlayStation fanboy. Oh man. Sony could do no wrong back in those days. They, they were the system to have PS1. Yeah, I, I, I
1: used to, I used to fight in camp Sony, man. I remember like nearly having a fight at school arguing with someone about Majora's, not Majora's Mask, uh, Ocarina of Time versus Final Fantasy 7. I hadn't even played Ocarina of Time, but I was arguing that, I was arguing that Final Fantasy 7 was objectively a better game, and they're getting so mad, so mad. N64 versus PS1, that, that was a real console war, man.
0: Yeah, I don't think people like us talking like this because we 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 shot up to fourteen dislikes. People people get uh, <laughs> you know talking bad about Nintendo and all this stuff and and saying that we're Sega kids. They don't like it. They don't like it. Uh, oh man! Uh, so that brings us to yeah. Gear Five. Uh, I see them. Uh, Ge- so Rod's going to be there, right? So and Gears is their huge game for next year. So, I, I honestly think they, they have to show something. And look, I expect them to show new stuff. It's not, if they literally trot out Rod Ferguson and they just replay the trailer from E3, I'm going to be incredibly disappointed. They won't do that. Yeah. So, I expect Gears 5
1: gameplay, maybe Gears Tactics gameplay. I want to see Gears Pop gameplay, man. I'm mm-hmm. straight up, I want to know what the hell Gears Pop is.
0: Do, do we think we're going to get a release date? Potentially, or an announcement of a multiplayer beta for Gears Five.
1: It's quarter cool two, right?
0: Uh, Gears Five—they uh, just said 2019, presumably September of 2019. I would guess.
1: Oh, I thought it was earlier than that. I? I don't know, man. It might, might be too early to might announce any early, sort of
0: player reveal. You think?
1: I think like they might show off some of the some of the new gameplay aspects because they did. I did see snippets from an interview recently where they said we wanted to like play it safe a bit for Gears 4, and now we're going to try and push the push the franchise to the next level. So presumably that means going beyond the linear corridor shooter, you know, which is old hat now. I love Gears so much, but playing linear corridor shooter is just not 2018, 2019 to me. So that franchise needs to evolve, and hopefully we'll see something. That says that it is.
0: Right. Um, I'm, I'm more excited for Gears Tactics, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Gears Tactics looks at least different. It looks like XCOM. With, I'm just wondering if they're going to be like, yeah, it's coming to Xbox now that there's keyboard and mouse support, you know? Uh,
1: I, I'm just like, I know that Gears 5 is probably going to be a good game, and solid Gears game, and I'll, I'll enjoy it, you know? But like... I love XCOM. I love strategy games. I love that Gears is branching out into different genres. So I want to say, I just want to say where that's like it. It's intriguing yeah. to me.
0: So that leads us to like some of the surprise announcements. Cause Microsoft said the first party was going to show up big and I expect them to show off new information of all their titles. Like we just talked about and the ones that are releasing in 2019, but I still expect them to, At least end the show in a big way. Now you had an interesting tweet today saying that a lot of Microsoft marketing people were out around where Ninja Theory was. Um, They're not just a Ninja Theory. Like digging into it a bit,
1: they've been all over the UK, every to to every UK studio now. It just sort of slammed home to me that um, uh, how much investment they put in the UK just before the UK destroys itself.
0: Yeah, pretty Um, much. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Pretty much, <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, like that. There are um, there are Ninja Theory, Rare, and you know. So presumably, we're going to get the next Sea of Thieves DLC too.
0: That's oh, yeah, um, I would I would imagine that. And since Playground's out there, the Forza first Forza expansion, which is dated for December, I would imagine they'd show that off as well. I don't know what that could be. I want I want to know too, because like, how do you top Hot Wheels? Well, that's the thing. Like, I
1: am I a racing game fan, right? But Hot Wheels, I, I played that, and I was totally on board with that. So, like, I think like if they did like some some other sort of licensed expansion, like Lego or something, that'd get me to play Forza. Just just because, man. What what would work? That's the thing about Forza. They can go a little bit more crazy with it. Well, than, that's uh, yeah, With
0: Forza Horizon, yeah. With what, Horizon, if, yeah. what if? What if? It starts off and there's a car driving right, and it looks all great, and then it blows through the sign, and then like turn the camera turns to the sign. It's like now entering Albion, (laughs) population 2020 or something. (laughs) Huh? Huh? That'd be be that. That's straight up. That that's a genius marketing idea for you, Microsoft. I know some of you are listening i, know I, I marketing... don't know
1: i don't know i don't know I kind of sends the wrong
0: message <sighs> why are you always gonna put me down dude i don't know don't, don't work in marketing man. Uh, no i don't like marketing marketing you gotta lie about stuff all the time <laughs> especially pr <laughs> you gotta like oh no we february 22nd we never gave a release date for crackdown <laughs> are you sure about that what about this tweet sir oh, Someone made a mistake. Well, is the Xbox official Twitter account (laughs) official? Anything that comes from that Twitter account I consider to be official? Yes? Okay. You know, especially then how they spin everything. But, so, I'm predicting that we're going to get either an announcement of Ninja Theory's next game or Fable. I don't think we'll get both, but I think we'll get one. And I'm putting all my chips. I'm all in. Like, I have all my chips. And, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll admit it. Like, I, you know, like, I probably sh- will admit here in a minute that I was wrong about Spider-Man and the sales. But I'm all in. I got all my chips, Jazz. I want you to call it. Like, I'm all in on Microsoft announcing Fable. Uh, Playgrounds Fable at this year's XO. Convince me why. Ten, Tell me why I'm wrong. Or... Explain to me why you think it's maybe Ninja theories, or explain to me why you think Microsoft won't make any big announcements whatsoever. I want to know. I'm all in. I'm ready to go. I, you know, I I'm a big fan of Fable. Okay, that being said, sure, not a big fan of Fable. I get it. But this is a different Fable, and this is just predictions. I, I I'm I'm here at the table with you. It's one v one. You know, I'm looking at your poker face. You're looking at mine. I'm all in, baby. Are you matching me, or what? What? What's going on here? I I don't know the rules of poker. Right. Yeah. Why not? Why not? So that was very. Uh, yeah. Why not? What, why, yeah. what?
1: What if they do? What if they do an Age of Empires style teaser for Fable, and then get give the gameplay at E3? Would that
0: be really annoying? An Age of no, like, look. If they announce, like, I don't care if they announce it as a freaking JPEG. You want to know why? Because <laughs> Nintendo announced Metroid Prime Four as a JPEG, and people flip their <laughs> minds. All they yeah, want to know but is that. But that, look, but that is Metroid,
1: not Fable.
0: Doesn't matter. All people want to know is that these games are coming, right? And Fable by Playground Games would be absolutely. Huge. You don't need to even show it because it's clearly a next gen, next gen game, right? But, like, this is a fan event. You're going to have all these people there. you got to put on a great show. Uh, Otherwise, why even bother bringing back XO? You need to start some excitement for the stuff that you're doing going into the future. What better way, in my opinion, than to announce Fable at the show with the JPEG? I'd prefer it to be a gameplay trailer, but they're probably too early for that. Microsoft
1: got more, Microsoft can do a GIF, man. They can that that can that can afford to go beyond the JPEG. Well, uh yeah, I think Fable is possible. I want to see Age of Empires footage too. Age of Empires four.
0: Um. So you don't. So do you agree with me about the about it's one or the other? Like, if it's not, if it's not Fable. It's uh, Ninja Theory's next game. Would we'll be both, man. Could be I both. don't think they're gonna do both, dude. I, I don't think so. I, it's a two hour long show, man. They could do both. There is a lot there, and I don't want people to be bored. Um do you think they'll also tease Xbox Two or Xbox Scarlet?
1: Hmm, I think now I, I wrote in my predictions that this is another either or either or or situation. Where it's kinda of like um it's kinda of like if they talk about Xcloud, I think they need to tease Scarlet because they don't want to send the message that we are all in on streaming and Xbox consoles are going away, blah blah blah. So if they talk about if you, if you notice every time they've talked about XCloud in all their marketing, they always say we're still doing traditional consoles, blah, blah, blah. They're very desperate to, to, to not confuse the the consumers about where Xbox is going. So I think like if they talk about xCloud, they'll also talk about Scarlet. If they don't talk about X Cloud, maybe they won't talk about Scarlet.
0: So I made the prediction that Microsoft will actually show off xCloud and actually demo how it works. If they uh, do, then
1: I think they'll talk about Scarlet too. At least mention it
0: well i mean see i don't think why it's out of the realm of possibility that they could tease scarlet i mean they already talked about next-gen consoles at e3 mm. and this is a fan show so i mean i'm not even saying like here's what the device looks like well, they showed,
1: showed with scorpio that they can they can create a compelling long-tail marketing campaign out of teasing a console So maybe maybe they announce the code name and they say yeah the next console is Project Scarlet and then we have like another year of like Scarlet emojis and Twitter and stuff.
0: Well, I mean yeah, keep in mind like they announced the Xbox Scorpio a year in advance. And I'm not expecting the next Xbox to come out in 2019. I think that's ludicrous. Um, I'm, I'm expecting 2020 for the next Xbox, but I mean who knows what PlayStation's doing? And if PlayStation's next year, then Microsoft has to tell people that they also have a new system coming, you know, like don't buy a PlayStation 5 now because we have another Xbox coming later on that's going to be more powerful. Um but do you think it, how imperative is imperative is it for Microsoft to knock this one out of the park though? I mean, can they can they just put on It's not imperative. It's not imperative. I mean, I mean, it's it's a bit of both.
1: Okay, so Microsoft is exploring this new gaming frontier game, game console streaming to mobile devices and stuff like that. That's going to be an entirely new market. And, um, that's where Microsoft's putting its most aggressive investment. Um, you know, exclusive content for that platform and stuff like that. Microsoft still trails Sony in the, in the home console war, it can make up for it with streaming by really, really nailing streaming to mobile devices. That'll be a whole new market. It, it could be it could be a really big deal if they get it right. And um, ultimately, their long-term goal is staving off Google and not missing out on the next technological shift. Google beat them to phones. Google sure as hell isn't going to beat them to game streaming. So that's where... A bit where it's not that imperative for them to completely nail the consoles. It's imperative for them to at least nail it for the hardcore audience and stuff like that. But they might've lost the casual mass market console audience forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with that. Uh, the casual market clearly is what Sony, um, the casual I don't core market. The yeah. super
1: casual is still on mobile devices.
0: Well, if you want to... sure, okay, yeah, super super casual people are on mobile. Um I don't really I don't really think Microsoft even stands a chance of even coming close to what Sony's going to do next gen sales wise unless, unless Sony pulls a PlayStation 3 with the PS5. I don't sure. I guess anybody like yeah, PlayStation made the mistake $600 uh, back in two thousand six, two thousand five, yeah, Microsoft made a mistake. Two thousand thirteen, they both companies shot themselves in the foot and suffered for it. I'm just not sure any company is going to do that to themselves again. But stranger things have happened. <laughs> you I say really... this, you say this, but it could happen. I mean, I guess it's possible PlayStation could be like, by the way, we're five hundred dollars and there's no backwards compatibility, and people are like, what? Or you know, like who knows? I guess it's possible they screw up in some manner. But I, I, I just it then, then they deserve they deserve everything that happens to them if they screw up. Especially if Xbox screws up after what they went through this gen. Well, then they're all idiots over there. So <laughs> uh, and Sony, like they got control the market again. If you want to screw up again, then what? Whatever. I I, I don't know. But um. Uh yeah cuz I I really do think XCloud is going to be demoed there. I mean, I think they would have saved the announcement of XCloud for this conference or for XO if Google didn't announce Project Stream first.
1: Yeah, the f- they they don't want, they don't want Google having that narrative. Microsoft's going to aggressively pursue this because Google's like the only company really that can compete with Microsoft in that space in that quality, you know, Google and Amazon really, because they're the only companies that have their own server infrastructure. So Sony has to hire the servers. They don't have data centers. So like they're basically paying a big licensing fee and th- their streaming service will never be as profitable as Xboxes would be able to be.
0: Yeah, I uh, Speaking of PlayStation, really quick. Did you see some of these uh warnings for changing your name? Oh yeah. I mean I Look, it's, and I know they probably
1: is the this is the downside of like not future proofing your systems?
0: Yeah. So, uh, PS4 name changes in beta or whatever. But there's a couple concerns. So they they'd say you may lose access to content, including paid for content that you have acquired for your games, including content like add-ons and virtual court currency. You may lose progress within games, including game save data, leaderboard data, and progress towards trophies. Part of your games and applications may not function properly, both online and offline uh, I know from a couple of people I do file that have changed their name they haven't run into any problems yet, but i'm sure I'm sure this is Sony covering their ass just in case somebody does experience something like that, but it's gonna
1: be like it's gonna be some of these like old games that probably use really really bad sort of coding and stuff like that and don't like. Don't save like usernames properly in um in save files and that sort of thing. It's probably not going to affect most modern games, but some of the maybe lower budget games that cut corners and stuff. I can see it like affecting those. Mm.
0: Well, hopefully nobody runs into any issues. Uh, I guess if you want to name yourself Fart Muncher, a guy. <laughs> um, Is that your I person name? No, my look, my I, I, you know, I would, I probably would change mine, especially if it was free, because I don't want. Well, okay, someone maybe complained to me, like, did, can you actually use spaces on PSN now? Because my my name on Twitter is Randall Thor nineteen, my gamer tag's Randall Thor nineteen, you know, spaces in between, but PlayStation Network does not allow spaces, so I have to put Rand underscore. Al underscore. And it was Thor 19. Cause someone actually had three different variations of my name on there. I'm like, <laughs> what? Someone's pretending to be me on PlayStation network. Can't imagine like that person going around there sending people like, Hey, I'm the man with the million. Uh, you suck. I don't know, but like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, they probably won't change that. I'll probably still have to keep the underscore thing in there. Um, but I try to keep it pretty the same across every platform. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting how, you know, it took so long to come about and then it was like, yeah, got some issues. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what else we got here? Uh, oh, Forza, Forza 4 sales and Spider-Man sales. I thought this was pretty interesting, as well as the fact that the whole Xbox One X outsold Xbox One S thing going around. Yeah, uh, that wasn't like, actually accurate. Well, it's accurate to a certain sense or I guess it's accurate from a certain way of of thinking uh, of what your perspective is. So I guess we'll start with that. So there was rumors floating around uh, this past few weeks that uh, Xbox was down year over year for MPD. right? Uh, MPD released their findings yesterday, and it was up 30% over year over year, and up 60% uh, for, I think, the entire year. Like, but... People, of course, are, like, rushed to put out their hot takes. Be like, oh, you know, the people that were had the insider info were wrong. However, like, I think people don't read tweets fully or don't understand when MPD reports stuff that largely they usually give dollar sales figures. And the rumors were about unit sales. So... And in that report it was it was said that the Xbox One X was not only the highest dollar unit sale for an Xbox but also unit sales beating out the Xbox One S which to me is pretty was pretty surprising. I'm like there's really the X the $500 system is selling more units than the Xbox One S that seems kind of weird to me, right? Um but then it was later clarified that like mpd tracks all these different skews and that an individual skew like the xbox one x was number one but if you add up all the skews for the s in totality they would actually be more than the x so that's what happened in that situation yep. and oh i totally forgot about this and our xo prediction so shout out for eternal Shaddai for bringing it up he says what other splash what other splash other than Obsidian Entertainment will Microsoft announce at XO that will make you dance for joy? Do oh, yeah, you think totally Bethesda joining? It, so we it. totally forgot about that, which is why normally when when someone super chats, I usually wait for an end of the topic to talk about it. But I literally forgot to talk about studio acquisitions. So let's <laughs> let's change gears really quick. We got the Xbox One X Xbox One S thing covered, right? Yeah. Studio acquisitions, Jez. Uh, I saw yeah. you, you tweeted that you expected multiple. I'm expecting multiple. What do you think's going on there?
1: Again, this is just a guess, but I know that Microsoft's in talks, or at least has courted several studios. Um, You know, it's... it's Turtle Rock, Um, the the makers of Left 4 Dead, is one that always comes up. Um, I've been hearing that on and off for a while now. Um, And then also there's all these subsidian rumors and stuff from... uh, Clobril, shout out to him. Um, So, you know, I think Obsidian sounds like it's pretty much a done deal. And for me, Obsidian is a great pickup if Microsoft's trying to make itself more credible with PC gamers because they make very PC-oriented games nowadays, Um, widely regarded as making the best Fallout game of all time. I personally agree. I think New Vegas is the best Fallout game. Um, including the classic ones um
0: <clears throat> so what do you think do you i think know? Obsidian's a done deal um i think that's that's going to be big for them and i look forward to seeing what they make i'm, I I'm actually, feeling like
1: i went back because i was playing pillars of eternity for a while but i um i uh I just stopped playing it because I got had to play another game for review or something like that, just got sidetracked. And then I tried to go back to Pillars of Eternity and it was that old, that old RPG problem where you go back to a game that you haven't played in a long time and it's like, where the hell am I going? What the hell am I doing? What's even going on in the story? So I'm going to have to start Pillars of Eternity all over again from the start, I think.
0: Huh. I mean, for me... Uh, I think Obsidian's one. I think there's at least going to be another one. Uh I don't know who. Like you said, there's all these rumors floating around, playful, which they denied. Sumo digital, the makers of Crackdown Three is one I've heard. Uh I, could, I could, ex- if
1: if they've um if they've managed to get the quality of Crackdown Three to a place where Microsoft's happy with it, I can totally see sumo and then they becoming the
0: the crackdown team. Yeah, probably um, say that. You know, there's talks of like certain affinity, uh, play dead. I mean, there's there's a whole bunch. I'm not really. It's hard to say which ones, other than like Obsidian is going to be it. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean there, one, one of one of the one of the things that always comes up when it comes to acquisitions
1: is people often think about what are the seriously big acquisitions Microsoft could make here. I mean, Mixer is proving to be a, a serious acquisition for Microsoft where, like, they've they bought out a whole company, they paid to move all their staff to Seattle, and, um, you know, they're constantly working on new features, cutting deals for exclusive content, huge amount of investment going into Mixer. Like, what kind of huge investment could they make on the gaming side? Like, could they buy a publisher? I mean, in, in Microsoft's earnings report, one of the one of the forward facing um, comments or warnings Microsoft gave to investors was that they were looking into making strategic acquisitions, which could impact Microsoft's earnings and stuff. Which sounds hmm. like more expensive than your average acquisition.
0: Well, right, yeah, and I see people saying, "How about Splash Damage or Haze Light, Capybara?" I mean, yeah, there's a lot of rumors. Uh, you know, I did a video about Bethesda uh, because Michael Packer. There was about that. Well, it's all from Michael Pachter because he said for a certainty that in a couple of years, Bethesda is going to be sold and that he sees either Activision, Amazon, or Microsoft buying them. I mean, it all came from him, so I did that video about it and it what, was just...
1: Why it, would ZeniMax sell Bethesda? He
0: says their CEO is like 70 years old and wants to get out of the game and that they're, they'd be looking to sell and it would be about a $10 billion acquisition and that... <laughs> if Amazon wanted to get in, that'd be the perfect opportunity. But then Microsoft would be like trying to get in to protect their business. And those games would, could essentially help sell, you know, cloud streaming and all this other stuff. But it was a hypothetical scenario that That's a, put out there, which is why yeah. I came out and I was like, yeah, this ain't happening. Cause I saw people running with it. Like it was a, a sure thing. Just like earlier in the year, you remember when Microsoft was rumored to be buying EA and valve and PUBG and stuff. <laughs> remember? I like those rumors. Those I favorite. mean, they're fun to talk about. They're fun to speculate about. But it's like EA doesn't make any sense at all for Microsoft to buy. EA makes sense for someone like Google, you know, who doesn't have anything. But the um, thing is, any
1: any of these big acquisitions, and I, I've talked about um, Discord being acquired by Google. Any of these acquisitions, yeah, m- m- like if Microsoft bought them today, it wouldn't make much sense. To buy them simply to stop Google or Amazon getting them, that is compelling enough to buy them. I would say if um I mean Google could buy e a and do nothing with them and fuck them all up. I mean, sure, I mean we all know what happened. I mean Microsoft could do the same, and we know what happened with Microsoft and skype, you know yeah <laughs> but know. um but um, you know, but at the same time, it's like I don't think Microsoft would allow amazon or ea to buy bethesda especially bethesda who've got like an insane amount of goodwill i mean yeah there's a lot of negativity around fallout 76 but bethesda has a serious serious fan base like super passion an amazing amount of franchises that are still in the forefront of people's minds it's the it's the ip more than anything you know um that's how you know there's this whole there's this whole debate now about video streaming services, right? Where like they're saying video streaming services are encouraging piracy again because there's so much exclusive content on all the different streaming services that people don't bother subscribing to everything anymore. They just they subscribe to maybe one or two or none and just go back to piracy rather than buy into this whole exclusive thing. So like and Netflix announced they're gonna invest what was it, $8 billion, $18 billion or something like that, They've, they announced they were going to massively increase um, investment in exclusive programming to stave off competition from Disney and other other companies like that. Exclusive content on streaming services is super important. So, like, if if I was Google, I'd be like, yeah, EA, buy them. Yeah, Bethesda, buy them. Because that's, that's how they get into the game is with exclusive content that people love
0: and Microsoft would have to outbid them to protect their business. So yeah, you know. so it like I said, it's a hypothetical situation. I don't know why I see some people saying, "Oh, uh, you know, more wishful thinking." I didn't say it was happening. <laughs> like I said, I was the one who shut it down. But it's interesting conversation nonetheless. Um you mentioned publishers or like which one like Sega even though like I doubt that, but uh, because they were just talking about how they wanted to put Dreamcast games on the Switch. Um, you know, people ran with that you know story when Microsoft visited them early in the year. So I, I really only expect two studio acquisitions. And the big one we already know, and it's Bethesda. So I, I don't know who else they could get. I I mean, who else is independent that needs money? You know what I mean? That needs a crytek? I mean but I, Microsoft and Crytek don't necessarily Capcom. have the best... Capcom was a name that came up a lot back in the day when
1: they were in trouble, but they're not so much in trouble anymore.
0: No. So, yeah, I, I expect two. Jazz expects a few. We both agree on Obsidian, and we have no clue on the other ones. Page and Cloberl to find out that information and post it on Twitter, and then we'll know. Um, So I wanted to talk really quickly about two games from MPD, and then we'll take some questions. Um. Because to me, it's pretty interesting. And it's how well uh, Forza Horizon 4 did, basically being on the market for a week. Because uh, NPD data went to the October 6th. The game came out October 2nd. And the launch of the Ultimate Edition was September 28th. So this is like a week worth of sales. And not only did it have the highest launch month sales for the Forza, entirety of the Forza franchise, it's the best-selling launch for any Forza game in history. It's the seventh best-selling game for september but it's the highest launch sales for a racing game on any xbox platform in history damn in seven days like that's pretty incredible when you think of all the forza games that came before it all the need for speeds that came before it uh and man my phone just will not stop ringing off the hook <laughs> i destruction tell you
1: derby man i can't believe it outsold destruction derby on the ps1 i know right Which is the greatest racing game ever made.
0: So um, they just also announced that the root creator and the new patch will be coming, uh, I think, today. Um, So yeah, Forza Horizon 4 seems to be a big hit. And keep in mind, like all that info, the fact that it's like the best and biggest ever. Yeah, you know what? Uh, They did that while being in Game Pass, too. Which makes it, in my opinion, even way more impressive because Game Pass is not part of, uh, you know, MPD's data. So it's like Forza Horizon Four ended up being huge for Microsoft. Um, yes, it did. I yeah. mean, there was
1: always that discussion about how um, Microsoft didn't market Forza Horizon Three hard enough, and they that is true. didn't make that mistake this time around.
0: Um, I just kind of, I'm just, I'm just wondering what, what do you do with five? Uh, there's the rumors that uh, you know because Turn Ten has said like the entire Forza Motorsport team is still working on seven, and they haven't moved to eight yet. That if eight is a 2020 title, that would make Horizon Five a 2021 title. Uh, so what do you what do you, what do you think on that? I mean, do you think one is there any like valid- validity to you know? nobody's working on Forza Motorsport 8 yet, and that they're going to take time on both those games. I, I do kind of think it needs a little rest because, quite frankly, I did feel about 35 hours into Forza Horizon, like, yeah, I played this. You know, it's Forza Horizon 3 on steroids. Um, What, what do you think about that, Jez? Yeah, I mean,
1: I am a racing fan, so... I- I mean, I get the appeal of Forza Horizon to a degree. You know, fun, bright colors, play, race around a huge, beautiful world with your friends. I don't, I get the motorsport aspect less. I suppose it's just like, you have to be a racing enthusiast to really enjoy that sort of stuff. And it's like, if a game's super realistic, how do you really push the boundaries of that game? I think they need to, like, they go down, like, more of a manager-style route with it. You know, maybe, like, go double down on the simulation stuff and, you know, bring in some, like, management elements to it. If Forza Horizon is the the fun arcade-style, make Motorsport as realistic as possible, you know? Yeah. One of the things that always bugs me about the Forza games is how lame the crash physics are. The Cars don't even get dented. They're, like, made out of like Reinforced Steel or something.
0: And, well, that's not the only game that did well. Assassin's Creed Odyssey was higher than Origins. Uh, Tomb Raider had the highest sales since Tomb Raider in 2013, outdoing Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but they review-bombed that game on Steam because it went on sale so fast. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I did, yeah.
0: It's, like, kind of crazy. It's, like, PC games are known to go on sale quite often. And are you really surprised that Tomb Raider went on sale a month after it came out? like I don't really get the hate or why people decided to review Bomb it i mean it's it's a good game. It's just games go on sale all the time like you know only only if you're if you're if you're that price sensitive that the game dropping twenty months after twenty bucks after a month is that big of a deal, you probably shouldn't be buying the game. probably got like other financial issues if twenty dollars makes you flip out. Like that. Um, but of course, the big talk of the town was Spider Man because, Jesus Christ, Jez, uh, not only was it September's best selling game, uh, not only did it have the highest launch month dollar sales for any exclusive in PlayStation history, that's their entire history, uh, not only was it bigger, uh, its launch month sales were 30% higher than all other Spider Man games combined. When you think about that, that's ridiculous because there's like 15 of them. And does that include the mobile games too? I don't (laughs) think it includes the mobile games. So in in one month, it became the third best-selling game of 2018. But the thing that that really kind of stood out to me was that it's the seventh biggest all-time launch on PlayStation platforms. So PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, PSP, and Vita the seventh biggest launch. So like up there with presumably Grand Theft Auto five and Grand Theft Auto four, the call of duty games, like you're talking about like rarefied air. There's only six games that sold more in a single month than Spider-Man. I don't know. I think that's incredibly impressive. Um, Especially when your last game was sunset overdrive. And 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 like really, none of your other games that you've put out in your history were that uh, sold that good. I mean, the Resistance series was okay. Fuse was a bomb. Spyro uh, was okay, but I don't think that was like a barn burner. But like now, you have like one of the best-selling games ever. Almost, I, I don't know. It's it, it's pretty pretty impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And Jess is like, no, it's Sony. I don't care. Who cares? Who cares about Spider Man? <laughs>
1: Grandpa
0: Spider Man, but I I just expected it. You know, you expected it's, it's it. You expected to be IP. the the seventh best selling game in PlayStation history. Yeah,
1: Marvel IP is so hot right now, man. That is true. And I know I know Disney doesn't technically own Spider Man franchise or do that now. I don't know, but Spider Man is associated with Marvel, and that is so hot right now. It was the perfect game, at the perfect time,
0: and this is what happens. Well, yeah, it ball sort of stuff. Well-made game that makes you makes you think about uh, Crystal Dynamics' Avengers game. How well that could do if it's really good when that comes out, whenever it comes out, right?
1: If if it's good,
0: if it's good, of course. The key the here game being good still
1: has to be good.
0: Yes, like I mean,
1: Batman has shown the Rocksteady has shown that when you take an established IP and make a good game, it sells. But like for so long so many companies just looked to make a quick buck and they were like, yeah, you know, we'll take this IP, we'll make a shitty game and we'll still sell just because the IP is good. So, like, I grew up thinking... I grew up with the assumption, I'm sure many many, many of you guys did too, I grew up with the, with the assumption that a game based on a movie was automatically going to be trash. Like, the you... many black games, the Avatar games, like, <laughs> Superman games back in the day. Like, there was some decent Batman games on the Sega Genesis and stuff like that. Um, funnily enough, but like it was, it was less of a, a huge risk and investment to make a 2d beat them up. But like the three, the 3d games based on movies have almost always been garbage with the exception of Lego, the Lego games, which are aimed at kids. But like, yeah, I've heard, you know, I've just had that, that feeling about it. But like rock steady and now
0: insolvent
1: proven uh, that they can they can work if they actually I ex- make them good games.
0: I expected it to be good, right? And I took the I, I, I didn't expect it to beat out God of War, and apparently, according to people that know, it nuked God of War. Like God of War didn't even come close to the numbers that Spider Man well, put just, up.
1: Just go and go and ask a normie if they've heard uh, of God of War. Okay. And yeah. Then go that's and ask true. them if
0: they've heard of Spider Man. Yeah. It's I, that simple, man. I like, took the L man. I took the L. What uh, am I gonna say? You know, congratulate. so what do you what do you normies, think Insom- these normies? What do you think Insomniac is doing next? What's their next project? Spider Man two? Spider-Man two f- exclusively for the PS5, right?
1: What about, what about that Sunset Overdrive too, man?
0: I don't know. Has Phil Spencer picked up the phone and called Ted Price yet? Probably he's probably said nah Spider Man. He's 2. probably like, Let me count all these millions we're getting for so like Considering how well they did, now that Ted Price could probably sit there and like renegotiate better terms for a sequel, if you know the sequel wasn't already part of the negotiations. Like, yeah, we just did better than 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 your uh, naughty dog, than Sony Santa Monica. We the captain now. That's what Insomniac is saying to uh, Shuhei Yoshida. We the captain of, um, now.
1: Like epic Epic Games too was so like in the sort of zombie state for ages, so it's like they sold Gears IP to Microsoft and they put out a free-to-play version of Unreal Tournament which was just kind of bad and then they put out the Fortnite Save to World stuff which was also kind of bad and then they pivoted to Battle Royale Now, now Epic Games is hot shit you know, it just goes to show like, if you <laughs> if you capitalise on the right game at the right time and boy, Epic Games did so did Insomnia and now they're reaping the benefits of it, you know. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's it's
0: great to see the industry flourish like this. It is, it is, it is very good. Do you want to? Uh, you want to take some questions really quickly? Let's take some questions, baby. Yeah, hit us up with some questions. Uh, that's the show for now, of course. But we always end the show uh, answering some questions that people have for us. Uh, do want to say if you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you give us a like. Subscribe if you're new. Follow Jez on Twitter. Uh, link's in the description. And hey, I'm still giving away one year of Xbox Live Gold, six months of Xbox Game Pass, and 50, that's right, 50 Xbox One games. Link is in the description of the video. It's pretty easy to enter. But um, let's see. What do we got here? First question. Someone, someone put in something. Uh... So Face wants to know, with the success of Spider-Man, would Sony have a chance to buy Insomniac? I mean, do they even need to buy
1: Insomniac? The the value with Insomniac right now is their ability to capitalize on an IP they don't own. You know, you buy Insomniac, you're getting some really great talent, but, you know, Sunset Overdrive 2 ain't going to sell like Spider-Man's going to sell. That's true. I don't don't think... think
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think they need to buy Insomniac, and I think Insomniac I think is very happy have, with their independence. You yeah, know,
1: Insom Insomniac don't need to be bored at this point.
0: Yeah, El Paul wants to know. Megaton, Rand, S Jez refuses to mention Andromeda and X Cloud in the same ment- sent- same sentence. What? Say that again. He said he says. I guess he says why. Ask Rand why. Ask Jez why he refuses to mention Andromeda and X in the same sentence. I don't.
1: I don't refuse to, to say that in the same sentence. In fact, I wrote an editorial two weeks ago saying that Andromeda should have an Xcloud Focus. Like for those who don't know, Andromeda is Microsoft's folding tablet device that's been rumored for like fifty thousand years. And like if they if Andromeda was Microsoft's Nintendo Switch, I think it'd sell. You know? But if they try and position it like, yeah, this is a phone, but it's got no
0: apps, it ain't gonna sell. So yeah, um, Virgil wants to know, Rand, how much bigger do you think Spider-Man would have been had it been Multiplat? Um, well, that's tough to say because if it was Multiplat, who's publishing it and who do they hire? Because I'd imagine if it's Multiplat, Insomniac's not doing it, so it's probably a, a, a mid-tier Spider-Man game. But if you're asking, like literally. Okay, take how good this Spider-Man was and how good it was marketed, which is all Activision and Mar or all Sony and Marvel, and then just also put it on Xbox, well yeah, I would have sold more copies because now you're on more platforms. But that's not how this works. So like if the Spider-Man was a multiplat game, it wouldn't have been advertised as, as good as it was, and it wouldn't have been made by Insomniac. So you a lot of the factors that you have and how well it sold. Would be gone, um, in my opinion. So yeah, uh, Rodan Forbes wants to know: Can Microsoft realistically hire 600 devs by the end of the year? Because uh, there was that talk that Microsoft was hiring 600 game developers for their studios this year, Jez. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not. I think I think in a year, yeah, Microsoft
1: has the money to do that, and they have the you know the organizational structure to do that. I mean, they they acquire they acquire massive companies all the time. You know, that's is how Microsoft got so big. You know, you don't compete; you buy the competition. You know, hmm. and that, that that whole meme for, you know, um, that's how Microsoft behaved in the nineties. Microsoft went public and became like the, the world's richest company on earth. They didn't compete with people; they just bought them out.
0: They bought, yeah. What was it? Embrace, extend, extinguish, something like that. What was something the something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Samuel. Well, Tor-
1: Facebook does it too. You know, Facebook bought Instagram, bought WhatsApp, bought Oculus, and all all the all the, all the heads of those companies left now.
0: Well, did you see the talk about the uh, co-founder of Oculus leaving Facebook and Facebook canceling Oculus Two for PC or something? H- Oculus Two, yep. yep. Is VR VR in trouble? Is Sony the only no. ones Sony the only ones keeping VR alive at this point? No,
1: I think like I think VR has a place, and I it just requires them to think outside the box and fix the little things that is wrong with VR because VR is good. In fact, VR is great. The problem with VR is that just these little annoyances that make it just too much hard work to bother with, you know, like the, the stupid stuff, like lenses getting fogged up and, um, you know, that whole sort of the edge, the edge of your peripheral vision getting cut off by this blurry sort of lens effect. And, The fact that you've got all these cables and all this bullshit, it just requires some company to come in and solve all that stuff. And, you know, frankly, Oculus doesn't... You know, Facebook isn't a gaming company, so they ain't going to solve it. If anyone's going to solve it, it's going to be Sony and Microsoft.
0: Alright, well then I got a question for you. So I'm going to pretend that I am a chatter, and I have a question directly for you, Jez. Will the Xbox Scarlet, the next console for Microsoft, support VR natively?
1: Ooh. Now, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Technically, it will be able to in the same way that the Xbox One X is technically able okay. to. Okay.
0: Revised question Will Microsoft put out their own VR headset for the Xbox Scarlet?
1: I'm going to say no. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I think Microsoft, if I, this is what I would do if I was Microsoft. Microsoft is still investing in VR. They, the, in the October update for Windows 10, there are some really, really cool features for Windows Mixed Reality. And one of those features is um, you can see, you can like, you can use the controller to see through the virtual room into your real world using the cameras on the headset. So you don't have to take your headset off just to talk to someone. That is one of those little things that Microsoft has solved that reduces the annoyance of using a windows mixed reality headset. Like for example, if I'm, if I'm using windows mixed reality now in my bedroom, my girlfriend wants to talk to me. I have to take the headset off. I have to put the controllers down. I have to do all this annoying stuff just to talk to her. But Now I can like open a window, which gives me my webcam feed over the top of my game. So like, Microsoft's still investing in Windows Mixed Reality. And from what I've heard about the infrastructure that is going to power Scarlet, it's going to be better placed for operating system updates than the Xbox One is. Because the Xbox One uses this really convoluted system where there's multiple operating systems um, communicating via hypervisor, right? So it's it's complicated and that's why that's why the dashboard is so slow even on the x because it doesn't have much of an allocation and it wasn't designed to have more of an allocation from what i understand but the next xbox from what i've heard will ditch this multi operating system approach so pushing like a big system update like vr to it would be potentially simpler in a similar way to like a windows update gives you new features um you know uh an update to the scarlet will be will be able to be more pivotal than than what we've got with the dashboard now a, a lot of the new features we've got on the dashboard are either like separated out into apps or they've just been the result of moving stuff around not necessarily changing anything too much And basically, it's just restrictions on on the current Xbox dashboard, from what I understand. And a lot of those restrictions will be gone with uh, Windows Core OS, which is the next big Windows iteration, which Microsoft is working on now.
0: All right. Well, that was a long explanation to say no or whatever, but I guess we'll find out sooner or later. Uh, Shout out to Joe Myers for the super chat. He says, hey, guys, a bit late to the party. Hope I haven't missed much. Well, the party's almost over. We're here answering questions, so... Uh hope you, you can always go back and listen to the podcast at your own time. Uh, appreciate the support. And Eternal Shaddai wants to know, which are your five Game of the Year 2018 games? Ooh. Ooh. He wants me to give away like a, my, my, a video idea that I was going to do at the end of the year. Um, Really quickly, right now, in no particular order, my top five are Uh, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Far Cry 5, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Spider-Man? There you go. Jez? Sorry, my boss was talking to me. What is the question again? Your top five games for the year so far.
1: Oh, God, that is hard in a left field. Uh, Monster Hunter is obviously going to be up there. Um, Man, what games even did come out this year? Just don't play no games, so that's why they does not know. State Decay two what? Sorry, sorry. I like State Decay. Screw you, man.
0: Okay, okay, so, fair uh, enough.
1: Frostpunk. Frostpunk, okay. Absolutely love that game. Did they are billions come out this year too? And they are billions as well. Came out this year. And I'm gonna say off the top of my head, oh, for Razoroth all right fair enough but you know this the it's half past midnight here and and we gotta get going there's loads of games that i'm forgetting yeah so So as jess
0: says it's late uh thank you for the questions we'll be back next wednesday at the regular time back again on wednesdays so we appreciate everybody being here uh, live with us on youtube find your way out if you haven't hit that like button yet please do so and subscribe if you're new uh make sure you follow Jez on Twitter. Thanks to everybody uh who are gonna watch this later on iTunes and Google Play. You got anything uh left to say, Jez, before we get out of here?
1: Um be nice to each other. No.
0: And you have a prediction article coming out, right?
1: I have an Xbox Yeah, I have a prediction article.
0: It's not that good though. Just watch Run's video instead. No, read my videos are horrible. You don't want to listen to me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we'll be back next Wednesday for another show. That's if none of us are sick. Uh, Had a great time. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys.